All right, all right, all right. What is going on, everybody? And welcome on into another episode of the Cinema Lords Podcast. Episode number eight, and it marks the first time in this show's history that I am here without my uh, my partner in crime, Mr. Los. He is, uh, we wish him the best of luck. He's out there training for his new job out in Pennsylvania this week. But the show must go on without him. We got a lot to dive into today. We're going to be continuing our recaps for She-Hulk, Rings of Power, House of the Dragon. We're also going to be talking about Don't Worry Darling, because as you guys know, I was very excited and went to go see that this weekend. And then we got a, a couple of new trailers dropped on us too, so we're going to be diving into that as well. So lots to do, but before we, uh, before we start getting into everything, let's uh, introduce who we're going to be talking to today. On the ones and twos, filling in for Mr. Lose, you guys know him well. He's already been on the ones and twos once before. He's been on this side of the table with me a few times, but he's back and better than ever. Mr. Rogers, how we doing, buddy? Good to be back. Thanks for having me again. Uh, we got Los out on the field this week doing some field work, trying to get some behind the scenes on the uh, the latest upcoming movies. So, Los, keep doing your thing out on the field, and I'll hold it down here in the meantime. Yeah, hey, we couldn't be here without you today. You know what I mean? Someone's got to make the ship go. So, and then uh, making his second his second episode, second appearance on the podcast, did a great job in his first one. Got a lot of good reviews. A lot of people were saying that might have been our best episode. Wow! So let's see if we can uh, make <laughs> the magic, make the magic again. But uh, Mr. Adam Adu, what's going on, bud? Not too much. Good to be back. Good to be back. Happy hopefully, to uh, hopefully we get another banger here. So lots to talk about. Good, good episode of Rings of Power again this week. We haven't talked to you since uh, after the first uh, first two episodes there. Yeah, so we've got a uh, we've got some catching up to do. We sure do. Uh, before we get into that, uh, I'm going to start off by just saying that I know I told you guys last week that we were going to be trying to finish up our Cobra Kai recaps this whole week. Uh, we only ended up dropping part two. We dropped that on Friday for those of you guys that are interested in that. Me and Lois decided to hold off a week, uh, so we're going to be finishing that recap uh, hopefully this weekend. I think he's going to be uh, he's gonna be back on, in town on Saturday, so I think we're going to try to get together sometime on Saturday and record that, uh, that third part for Cobra Kai. But then in addition to this week's episode, we're also going to be back with you guys on uh, Friday morning. We're going to record on Thursday night. The recap for the first three parts of Andor. So a lot's going to be happening this week. Might be coming with you for three episodes this week. Who knows? But like I said, that's the reason why we started this time of year was because we had all these shows dropped on us and we wanted to cover them. And it's a lot of work, but we're covering them. You know what I mean? Action-packed right now. Very busy season. You ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. Uh, But let's start with today's topics. I say we got to start with Don't Worry Darling, no? Me and Seth were able to go check it out on Friday night, (laughs) opening night. Obviously, we talked about it a little bit on prior episodes, but the movie has been, you know, filled with chaos and this entire marketing lead up to the movie. Just drama, drama, drama. Florence Pugh not talking to the director. Olivia Wilde, the director, and Harry Styles, who's her lead actor in the movie, basically making out and stuff like that on scene and on set. A lot of drama surrounding this movie. Uh, The critic scores early on came in wicked low, just bashing the hell out of it. So... I know we were excited to go see it, me and Seth, probably for a little bit of different reasons, no? I know you were hoping for a, a big dumpster fire. Yeah, it wasn't it. Um, it was funny because I either wanted like a really good, like a good movie, decent movie, or just an absolute train wreck. Yep. And the reason why I hated it so much was because I feel like there was just enough there to make it one, like, one of the two. Yeah. But it just didn't do any of it. It basically fell right in the middle of what you wanted. Yeah, and it I, wasn't either wanted, either of those. I either needed one or the other, and it pissed me off more that it didn't do one or the other. Like I said, there was just enough there to make it a decent movie, just enough there to make it a train wreck. But it was like it was right in the middle. I just I wanted one or the other. Didn't get it. Didn't like the movie. I'm out. 
Yeah. As soon as we walked out of the theater, my first thoughts were that was an insanely... That was a movie. It was an average movie. It wasn't awful. It wasn't amazing. I wasn't going to go run out you know, and tell all my friends, hey, you got to go check it out. But to me, it had more good than it did bad. I, I came out. I said it was. I gave it like a seven point one. I kind of stand right right around that score. It's that's a C minus. Generous. Yeah, I mean, some people might call it generous. I thought it was fine. I liked it. I, I mean, I would say I liked it more than I didn't like it. I was entertained throughout. I mean, there was a lot that was like I said. There was a lot that was good about it. There were some problems. Harry Styles was definitely one of the issues. He did some acting lessons, dog. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't great in it. But one of the weird things that I kept seeing in a bunch of reviews and a bunch of, like, you know, just critics and stuff like that was they were talking about his, his accent in the movie. But in the movie, they go and they make it known that he is, in fact, in the movie British. So I'm like, well, what the hell are we talking about the accent then? Nobody's He's a British actor. How did he uh, land that? Because he's not. This is his first acting gig, right? For the most part, yeah. He actually appeared in. Uh, he's in the MCU already. He appeared at the end credit scene for Eternals, so he's going to be oh, uh, popping that, into that so world. I guess that makes sense. But yeah, no, he's he's new to the whole acting. He's Thanos' scene. son, right? He's is Thanos' he? brother. Brother, yeah. brother, yeah. Thanos' brother. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. He's supposedly like a big like people will, like that read the comics. Like he's a they love him. Like he's a you got a lot of fans in the comic world. Uh, but yeah, like you said, first time really, you know, in a big role, and. He definitely, you know, definitely needed some help acting. But I, I never like, I never really was like totally taken out of any part of the movie by him either. You know what I mean? There were parts where yeah, I was like, okay, funny. that wasn't great. But like, I wasn't like taken, like I said, taken out of the movie by it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's a good way to put it. I mean, his acting wasn't good, but it was towards the very bottom of the list of my my concerns for the movie. Um, I was liking it at first too. Like, I don't know if we want to get too much into it, but it was starting to feel like um, Get Out. A lot, you know what the, the other yeah. person that was starting to catch on to what was going yep. on? Um, it reminded me a lot of Get Out. So I was kind of – I was into it at first, but then, you know, the deeper it got and once the, the end result ended up happening, it just – it felt very flat for me. But, yeah, Harry Styles, like I said, his acting was like at the bottom of the list for me. The ending wasn't great. The twist ending Not wasn't good. superb, especially just because it's something that we've seen now just in movies quite a few times. Oh, yeah, so yeah, lazy. It's something that we've already seen now quite a few times. But Florence Pugh, I thought, absolutely, you know, carried the movie like she always does. She was awesome. And the other thing I wanted, I, as soon as I came out of it, I was like, the fucking movie, like from a, like the sets, the costumes, it looked fucking awesome. You felt like you were in the 50s. It felt like you were in, you know what it reminded me of was WandaVision. Yeah. The early episodes right. of WandaVision, the perfect little 50s utopia. Yeah. Everyone's got their little white picket fences. Yeah. All the all the women waving to their husbands at the exact same time every single morning as they yeah. all pull out of work at the exact same time. Uh, it was very funny. Yeah, it was. Uh, it definitely was a little creepy. You know what I mean? Had that little thriller aspect to it. But all in all, it could have been better. But it definitely to me wasn't like a total miss. It's something I'll, I'll watch it maybe once again once it comes out. But other than that, worth going to see in theaters. If you're a movie goer, then sure, go check it out. Because like I said, it wasn't like an awful movie. If it's something that you're going to go out of your way because you're not normally, then I would say just wait for it to come out. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? We'll see. I wouldn't even wait for it to come out. Just don't don't waste your time. Yeah. Just don't uh, see, see it at all. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I see. I feel like that's harsh. Depends. <laughs> I mean, it depends on how many movies you watch, too. That's, a, that's the, kind of the same thing as I go into the movies itself. If you're, you know, if you're watching constantly at home and you're consuming a lot... If you're one of those kind of people that, you know, they're like, all right, I'm going to watch this one movie this week. I got to make sure it's a good one. Then this is probably, like Seth said, one to skip out on. But Okay. I, uh, like I said, I definitely enjoyed it more than I didn't. 7.1. That's my, that's my score. I I'm feel like that's a good score. Right. That's, like, if you I'm, give a 7.1. I'm intrigued. 
I said I, I consider that like a C minus. You know what I mean? And they say uh, in school like C is an average. So I put C's this, get degrees, baby. That's right. I put this just that's below. It. I definitely look at it more of a C minus than I would a D plus. Um, I don't know. Like I said, Florence Pugh was amazing. I actually liked Olivia Wilde's character too. I thought yeah, she did she's a, pretty uh, decent. I thought she did a good job. Another huge, huge nicotine addict just ripping butts the whole movie, oh, which man. I thought was very funny. You Every time she's on screen, ripping a cigarette. The you whole know what it is too a lot is now that now that you say it, like the men acting was the worst of it. Like Chris Pine's character stunk. Yeah, so my problem yeah, was Chris Pine though. That that was yeah. his like his I agree. Right. I no, totally, totally agree. It's just more of how they did it. His wasn't his acting, was, it was more his character. They could have done more with all. it. Good they could have built it up like more of like a real cult leader vibe and they kinda just they didn't do enough with them. He wasn't on screen enough. They didn't do enough to really make him that bad guy villain right. you know what I'm saying I'm a big Chris Pine fan so I like him too I, I would have been disappointed to hear that he, yeah no wasn't, <laughs> wasn't like of his, his actual performance yeah. okay. the result of his character that was not a good payoff like uh, yeah his character was not good yeah no they could have definitely they could have done more you know what I mean with him and made it a better role the other thing too actually is we're talking about Harry Styles that role was supposedly um, was originally for like Shia LaBeouf and one of the first things I said as soon as we walked out was I was like alright I said Harry Styles wasn't good in the movie but that would have been such a weird role, in my opinion. For Shia. For Shia LaBeouf to take. And I am like a fucking lieutenant in the Shia LaBeouf stand on me. I love Shia LaBeouf. I would stand him. I think he's amazing. But like this role was kind of like, say, like more of like a sensitive, kind of like a bitchy role. And I was like, I can't see. Like Shia's yeah. like, Shia ain't about that. I, ain't I'd Shia have to is. see it to really say, you know. I like Shia. I'm I love Shia. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Shia fan. As we walked out, Seth actually said, I could have seen Shia playing the Chris Pine role, which is the antagonist, kind of the leader role. And I said, that would have been awesome. That he's, I could he's have a little really crazy. Seen. So, exactly. Yeah, he would, have, he would have fit the role pretty well. I, I feel, feel like, yep, I feel like he would have killed like that. Out there, you know? I think they, they should have made Shia LaBeouf's character, I think, would have been more kind of like psychotic. Versus yes. Harry Styles was much more just bitchy. Yeah, maybe you're right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think they would have tweaked his character a little bit if it was Shia. Yeah. But all in all, not a bad movie, like I said, but very forgettable. Nothing I'd run home to go tell my friends about, but still not the dumpster fire that some people said it was going to be. All in all, pretty average movie. Uh, from there, let's go into a couple of trailers we got real quick. Let's dive into some trailers. We got the Amsterdam, the last trailer coming October 7th, uh, 1930s, supposedly re like remotely based on some true events, but uh, three friends basically witness a murder. They end up becoming suspects themselves. And then it says that they uh, uncover one of the most outrageous um, plots in American history. The cast, fucking unbelievable. Yeah. I got it up here right now. Absolutely loaded. Run through it. Go ahead. <clears throat> Christian Bale, Margaret Robbie, John David Washington, Chris Rock, Anya Taylor-Joy, Zoe Zaldana, Mike Myers, Timothy Oliphant, Taylor Swift, Rami Malek, Robert De Niro. And that's with me leaving out like four or five names on the poster. That is unbelievable. And I mean, it's the director who did American Hustle. The with, Fighter. With Christian Bale. Yep. And The Fighter with Christian Bale. Yep. And he did some of Alani's Playbooks with Robert De Niro. Yep. So the director's got some track records on working with these actors. Three yeah. movies that I love, but I mean, Silver Lighting Playbooks is literally right up there in like my all-time top favorite movies. It's I'd the say. one with McConaughey, right? No, it's uh, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence. Okay, that's what it is. One of my favorites, especially kind of getting to that time of year, a little bit colder, but fall, like football season. There's a lot of football like uh, in the movie kind of, you know what I mean? Like his dad is Robert De Niro. He's a bookkeeper. Okay. So there's a lot of, they're huge, huge Eagle fans. The movie takes place in Philadelphia. So there's a lot of football okay. mixed into the movie and stuff. But, you know, family movie kind of thing. It's a good movie. Love it. 
He doesn't play in the movie, right? Like McConaughey doesn't play for no, 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 no. Bradley Cooper's actually kind of a he's a Bradley of a, Cooper. He's a nut job in the movie, okay. actually, but he does a great, great job. I, one of my favorites. But same director, like Seth said. Trailer looks pretty freaking cool. I'm in, I mean, the trailer hooked me. I mean, it looks like a good time, which is my kind of movie. Christian Bale looks like he's playing that kooky kind of guy, which I feel yeah. like he does great. Almost kind of like how he is in the fighter. Sort yeah, of. definitely. Kind of kooky, you know what I mean? Got that kooky look in his... Actually, at one point in the trailer, he's uh, straight out of Pirates of the Caribbean. He's like the guy that loses his eyeball and it's like rolling on the floor. Rolling on the floor. I guess Christian Bale, like Christian Bale in the movie only has one eye. The other one's a fake one. And sure enough, he gets like knocked out. What's the other one? He plays a guy with a... Glass Eye. Um, Christian Bale? Yeah. Ooh, Isn't I don't he know. In the, uh, what's the one with, uh, Jesus, Ryan Reynolds is in it. It's about the stock, mo- stock market oh, crash. Oh, yes. I can't think of this name right yes, now. Yes, yes. The Big Short? Yeah, The Big, Big Short. Short. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. That was a, a good movie, but that's one that you need to fucking pay attention and almost get your textbook out and your notepad and to I follow. Because yeah. that one's not, like, that's not one that's like, they're not very uh, like helpful for the audience. You know what I mean? They, they use are a bunch in some ways though. They shit. do that weird, like they cut to like uh, Anthony Bourdain oh, in the yeah. kitchen <laughs> saying like, you know what I mean? That so, was funny. A couple times. And yeah. they do it with, uh, I think Margot Robbie's in that too. Yep. So I, you know, explained it a little bit, which, yeah. is, which was nice. I did watch that when that came out. Um but uh, what'd you guys think of this trailer? This one looked like a fucking pretty crazy one. Yeah, just like I said, between it just looks like an awesome time and the track record that the director has with some of the actors in this movie. And they're all yep. they're not just like good actors. There's some of my like Christian Bale, probably one of my favorite actors. Um, you know, yeah, Robert De Niro. You can put you can film Robert De Niro like taking a shit, and I would watch the movie. Like, yep. You know what I mean? Like I'm in on Robert De Niro, no matter what it is. Mike Myers got to be the weirdest one, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, what the fuck is Timothy Olyphant too? Like, he's probably gonna be a cool. He seems like the villain kind of, yep. which I feel like is more of his role. Yeah, I like so, it when he's like that too. Yeah, the the track records there and the trailer. The trailer looks awesome, costumes and all that. So yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. Did you see the trailer for that one? I have seen the trailer. I think that'll be a good little uh, pairing him and uh, Bale and Chris Rock. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah we totally didn't even say Chris Rock in that whole spiel, which Chris is why. Rock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's even so many guys in it, man. Um, I can't think of dude, what's the I don't know if either one of you guys actually know his name, but the dude from Eight Mile actually that's dating Eminem's mom, like and he ends up kicking his ass and stuff. Yeah, is, he's in a lot. Is he General Zod too? Yeah, 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 Superman. yeah. I can't think of his name, but he's in it too. Uh, but that's already October seventh. That's coming up. That's like next what, Friday. Two, next next Friday. Yeah. Oh wow, Jesus man, there's so many things I want to see. Which is why I was saying to you, tomorrow might be a big day for me, folks. I've been talking about it for a long time. I've, I put it out there a lot, but tomorrow I might finally be journeying to the movie theaters by my lonesome for the first time ever to go see a movie by myself. Can't believe it'll be your first time. Might be. It's Woman King, 11.30, sounds prime. One of my favorite pastimes, honestly. But there's so many. There's so much playing. Smile comes out on Friday. I still want to see Pearl. <sighs> no way Friggin. I'm seeing that. Oh, man. Not a chance. <laughs> Too scary it, for you? I saw the first 15 seconds of the, the trailer, trailer yeah. at IMAX. I was out. Oh, <laughs> I'm good on that movie. Uh, I love a good horror movie, especially this time of year. I can't we saw it, it again this weekend, seeing Don't Worry Darling. And yep. The same scene scared the shit out of me again. <laughs> like, yeah. I jumped twice. I'm out. That's one I'm gonna. I can already tell I'm gonna be laughing the whole time through. I can just tell that the it movies stuff that's like creepy like that. I end up just almost laughing the whole time. Uh, next trail that I really want to talk about just for a couple minutes that I've already mentioned a few times. I'm very excited for one of my favorite video games of all time. One of the best stories of any, of any media, whether it's a book, a TV show, a movie, a video game. The Last of Us dropped their first official teaser, uh, not a full trailer, 
but about a minute and a half of footage from the show that's coming, uh, 2023 to HBO, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey, both people who you guys would know from Game of Thrones and obviously Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian, Nick Offman as well, uh, Storm Reed, who is uh, Rue's little sister in Euphoria, and then uh, I can never think of her real name, but Rose from Two and a Half Men also popped in in the, in the trailer as well. But this looks awesome. I am. I mean, I haven't seen obviously anything beside this, and I am like, I was already so excited, but this got me so much more excited, man. I've never seen anything look. Every single scene that's in that trailer, I can tell you for like a fact, is straight from the game. Really? Yes. Haven't played the game, and I can't lie to you, didn't do my homework, didn't watch the trailer. Missed this one? I missed the trailer. I saw the little hey, sneak happens, peek what they what they dropped two weeks ago or something. Yeah, there was, it was like, like a little like fifteen seconds. 15 I think seconds. It was I'm intrigued because I like uh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Doesn't yep. miss. Exactly. I agree. And I, like I said, I've never played the games, but something I could see myself getting into, you know, after watching this or just in general. Like I tell you, dude, one of the best just storytelling <clears throat> of all time. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah. And the guy that is one of the head lead writers for the game yep. actually directs two of the episodes for this series. Okay. He's a lead writer for the show. Which, like, I feel like so many times they've put out these video game movies or shows and people constantly complain, like, why did you change so much? Right. You know I mean, just, like, make something similar to the game because the game's already good yeah, enough. To people get, know, what, know what's going on when you do that. You know what I mean? People, exactly. I feel like people appreciate it a little bit more, you know? But this looks fucking mint. The clickers are basically, like, um, it's a zombie apocalypse thing, but yeah, zombies that, like, in this, basically, zombies that last for a long time because it's going to be a big flash forward. We don't really see much of the outbreak in the game, at least. We kind of okay. go, like, say, 15 years, I think, into the outbreak. Okay. So things are kind of almost more settled, you know what I mean? The people right. that are alive have their little establishments right, and shit. Right, right. But the zombies that live for, like, a long time, they call them clickers. And that was that little in the trailer, sound at the end. Dude, those things, man. They look they awesome. They terrify you. They look awesome. And that sound, they nailed the sound because yeah. it's, like... It's one of those things when you're in the game, you're just creeping around, you know what I mean? You're searching for stuff, and then and you then hear you that, that, and you're like, fuck, all right, yeah. it's time to run, you know what I mean? Uh, right. like fight a flight kind of thing, you know right, what I mean? Right. What am I going to do? But they nailed it in the trailer. It looks sick. There's I what, two wait. of those games out now? There's two of them, yeah. Two. Yep, yep. Second one was still good, not nearly as good as the first one, but... And I was also, I read something that basically said that HBO executives are fucking, like, thrilled. With how it's looking? With how this show is looking. HBO just pumps out heat. Then, yeah, they think that they're going to be back in this thing like big time. They're saying that this is going to be a fucking monster. So I could not possibly be more excited. And then the last thing that we're going to talk about before we get into our... Uh, I'm going to do my recommendation before we dive into our recast. But the last thing happened about two hours ago. Ryan Reynolds, ladies and gentlemen, dropped an absolute nuclear fucking bomb on us. On his social media page, we didn't get anything at D23 about Deadpool, but Ryan Reynolds, with a little uh, drop of his own, drops a video, kind of starts talking up. Hey, every movie, got to be special. We got to do something big for Deadpool 3. Joining the MCU now. I got no ideas. Got one idea. And who fucking comes in? Hugh Jackman. Wolverine is going to be back, and it's Hugh Jackman in the MCU, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's fucking go. I love it. I mean, let's fucking go is right. I um, can't... I mean, we knew the X-Men were coming. It was just a matter of time. And obviously, I think we were all kind of expecting who was going to be casted as Wolverine because Hugh Jackman nailed the role so good. They bring him back. They just say, fuck it. Let's run it again. Yeah, run the classics back. Um, you got to figure, too, in this one, he... I don't know if it's like one scene or the whole movie, but you got to figure he's going to throw on that classic yellow Wolverine suit, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, so. we haven't seen it yet. Even if they do it as a joke, you know how yep. Deadpool is. The but yellow and blue, you yep. Yeah, the classic oh, like X-Men. Yeah. Like, you got to figure he throws that, that on it, at least for a couple, like a scene it. or two with yep. this one, right? I don't know when it'll be. That's something that, well, it depends, you know? If it really is just for one ride, then I agree with you, it'll be in this. 
if they end up convincing them to do more, they end up trying to convince them to stay in the role for a little bit longer. Who knows? Maybe they save it for like a bigger, you know what I mean, a bigger movie, kind of like a team up boss fight kind of a thing. Who knows? You should be welcome back for that role anytime he damn well pleases. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I think it's a matter of how old is he now? He's got to be getting up there, though, right? He's got to be like mid 50s or up. something like that. Yeah, pull that up. I mean, I don't think he's 60 yet, but he's been around for a long Q, time. He's been putting that work in. Yeah. He's been putting that work in for sure. And he's still, yeah, exactly. He still looks like he can yeah, pull he's it still up. shredded up. He's, yeah. he's ready to go. He pulls he's probably up. been waiting on the call. Wow, he's like 53. All right, so we got a little bit of time. I would have well. bet the over on that one. Yeah, I think so, too. Plenty of rubble left on that tire. But, <laughs> I mean, how fucking awesome was that? Like I said, I was so disappointed with D23. We didn't get much from it. And now, just out of nowhere, just a drop from the clouds, two hours, two or three hours before we hop in the studio, and Ryan Reynolds, hey, guys, Wolverine's back. And they gave us a date. What was it? Uh, 9-6-2024. September, yeah, yeah. September, so, September. a little less than two years, but... These that things, kind of upset you know? me. I saw that. Yes. And I was like, "Oh damn!" Like 2024. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say 2023. Maybe. It comes. It comes and goes fast. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, the only movie that felt like it took forever was fucking Dune. I felt like I was waiting 17 years for that damn movie. Now Dune Two is already right around the corner, man. Only oh, a year. I can't year wait. away, baby. Oh my lord! Can't wait for the Batman too, but oh, that's Christ. that's for another day. On, I yeah, think. That's for another day. We have too many shows to recap. That's for a rainy day. Yeah. We got nothing. And to you're a two v one right now, so <laughs> yeah, tough, exactly. tough matchup. That's why he doesn't, that's why he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. Uh, so before we dive into our recaps, real quick, I'm gonna bang out my two recommendations for you guys. Uh, before we kick in the real Halloween season, I got two kind of different ones. One of them I watched yesterday. Banged it out in one part, one sit down. Couldn't help myself. Just came out on Netflix, three pop. It's called The Real Bling Ring. Uh, it's like the you know the documentary true telling of the bling. I don't know if you guys remember the Bling Ring movie that came out with uh, Emma Watson and stuff. But basically, it's about a couple of teenagers, 2009. They live uh, you know in Beverly, kind of the Beverly Hills area, high end California. Yep. And they just on a whim just kind of start going on a, a damn burglary spree. Really? They broke into Paris Hilton's house multiple times, Orlando Bloom's house. Um, oh man, there was a couple of other ones too. A couple of other, oh Lindsay Lohan's house, but they just you know friggin' just started small kind of thing. They were just uh, hitting like the the nice high end areas like that, and right. just pulling car doors and kind of stuff like that. Seeing that people would leave wallets because you know they're saying all these rich people they're in their you know their nice private areas. Gaming they don't communities. think any, exactly. Yeah, they don't. They don't think shit. anyone's gonna be you know going into their car and checking their shit or whatever. Right. So it was like there was so many times where they were just like bang, easy, bang, easy, bang, easy. So and then, crazy. you know, slowly enough, they're like, all right, let's elevate. You know what I mean? Let's go to the next level. <laughs> next thing you know, they said they, they broke into Paris Hilton's house like five or six times before she finally realized that someone had broken in. They like cleared out the whole house. Basically. Well, I can imagine some of those people are home half the year, too. Yeah, you know what I mean? Too. Go yeah. in. You so know, like July house or something. Like yeah, that. Just exactly. like a month yeah, house. Just a month house goes in there. Next year, finds a bunch of stuff missing. I mean, yeah. can you imagine just saying, yeah, we're going to go rob, I don't know. Orlando Brady. Bloom, yeah, Brady yeah. or something. And like I said, this is 2009, so a lot of these people, this is kind of like their peak of fame, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Paris Hilton's sex tape had just dropped. Uh, Orlando he must, Bloom he must have been rich as fuck from Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates, The Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, Legolas, that too. I mean, uh, he just did, uh, they were talking, they, they showed a couple clips from uh, Troy, which is one of my favorites. 2009, was, yeah. Prime Orlando Bloom time. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, obviously, like, even Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan just, you know, she was in her, her peak. Mean Girls. Post mean yeah. Girls. She was kind of doing her bad girl thing in Hollywood. But uh, this was good. They got um, like one of the main main kids. One of the it was a guy and a girl that started. They were like seventeen when they started. Um, but they got the guy on to do like the whole documentary, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, I already." He basically at the end you would find out that he was the one that kind of 
told the cops everything because he was going to be facing some serious fucking jail. Right, time. right. Um, so yeah, he was like, I already came clean a bunch of times. Well, I was like, I ain't got nothing to hide. And like, right. you know, Netflix wants to give me some money, and he just kind of yeah, laid out everything. It was really fun watch. Really, like three fifty-minute episodes. Like I said, I watched it in one sitting. I started it, and I was just like, yep. Yep. Yeah, those are always nice. Yeah, Netflix does a great job yeah. with the documentary shit. But that one, I just, I, I, it just came out. I saw the trailer for it. I had nothing really to, to toss on. I dove into it. And I was like, hell yeah, that was awesome. I'll definitely could, throw it on the list. Yeah, yeah, check it out. And then the uh, the second recommendation is actually what I'm going to dive into right after this because the newest episode is out. Six episodes out as of today. Six one came out today on Hulu. Uh, the Patient. Good little series. Steve Carell. Uh, basically, he's playing a therapist. He takes on this new patient, kind of this kooky dude. You know what I mean? Seems like he's a bit of an oddball. And uh, it turns out he's going to be a lot more than just a regular little oddball. He's going to kidnap Stephen Carell and basically like hold him hostage in his house because he like is going to try to get full-blown therapy. He basically is – turns out he's a serial killer, killed a bunch of people, and he wants to stop. And he said, like, the regular therapy, like an hour every week, it ain't doing it for me. I need a more advanced – Fucking, right. you know, uh, basically a plan. Yeah. <laughs> Taking matters into his own hands, so basically. Yet, he's going to kidnap Stephen Carell, his therapist, and basically now Stephen Carell's hostage, scared for his life, but he also has to basically play therapist still for this fucking kooky guy. Yeah, so he's doing a little balancing. So, Is uh, this like a serious role? Ser- Steve Carell's character? Steve yeah, Carell's yeah, yeah. No, it's more of a, it's a serious thing. And honestly, Stephen Carell's doing a really, really good job in it. I'm really, uh, I'm actually, that's a, I would say he's obviously, he's the lead, but he's the best. He's, he's doing a great job. I'm really, like, like you said, I get what you're saying. He's just one of those guys to be like, it's nothing against him. No matter what he does, you'll always be Michael Scott. Michael to me. Or like, Scott. whatever I mean, 40-year-old right. virgin, 40-year-old, like, goof yeah. kind of guy. So yeah. it's got to be tough to pull off a serious role. But Yeah, no, he really looks the role. He's got the, he's got the full gray gruff. He's all gray. He's got the, the little sweater, the glasses. He totally plays the role. He does a good job with it. The kooky kid is good. The only thing that I had to complain about it so far, honestly, is that the, the episodes are only like 25 minutes, and it's only one a week. So, so far to this point, it's like every time the episode ends, I'm like, Jesus, that was it. Like, I want more. You know yeah, what I mean? you want a little more. So I feel like telling people now you get like six episodes, which I feel like is going to have to be at least the majority of the series. You can kind of go all and watch it in one big thing. Yeah, one big... Uh, Might not even be a bad idea to wait for it to fully end in a couple weeks and just fucking watch it almost as one big movie. Yeah, just you know binge, what I mean? binge watch it real quick. Yeah, because yeah. it is very entertaining. Like, it always... Every week kind of ends with something, you know what I mean? Like a little cliffhanger. So right. you always want more. And they're short episodes, like I said, so you're not getting too, too much. Right, right. But uh, very entertaining. Like I said, I'm going to be diving in because that's on uh, it's on tonight, on Tuesday. So that's on Hulu, six episodes. Go check it out. Uh, good watch. With that said, uh, let's dive into our recaps. Just like last week, actually, if not even more so, we're going to be di- we're going to be starting with She-Hulk. But just like last week, this was a huge stinker of an episode for me. I think it was. I said last week. I thought last week's was the worst of the season. This is now what I think is the worst of the season. Yeah, you're starting to piss me off, She-Hulk. Yeah, you really are. Like I, we were doing. I thought the first four, three, four episodes were good. We had some momentum. Even the last one, there wasn't a whole lot going on. But the Daredevil helmet, you were like, oh shit, this yep. is like through two episodes in a row, and just nothing happening. And this is what I was talking about with. I don't like doing those like 11 episode seasons yep. if they're like three four episodes of throwaways like it's two in a row now you gotta we gotta get back on track here with this show big time could not possibly agree more it feels like it feels like when you're this far in the season it's like what are we doing why now fil- exactly it's like this shit if we were gonna do it should have been like episode two you know what i mean jen goes to a wedding in episode two but 
Yeah, I'd rather see the stuff with Abomination happen later on, right now. I agree. Versus, yeah, even if even just the structure of the season, because like yeah. you said, those first four episodes were really strong. I was really enjoying it, and now these last two weeks, a have been the two shortest episodes. They have both, for whatever reason, just spontaneously stopped doing end credit scenes. So there's no end credit scenes, even just for a little lighthearted chuckle at the end, even if the episode's not that good. You know what I mean? The Madison and Wong's episode, perfect example. Yeah. Was it a great episode? No, but. Even this one, too. We'll get into the episode, but you could do a post credit scene from, like, the wedding. That's yeah, that, or something absolutely. Like that. It just seems like these two episodes have been lazy to me. Like, they just. Yeah. There's no story progression. I feel like they haven't even been as funny as the first couple of episodes. It's like they were told that they could do more episodes in the season. And they were like, oh, yeah. fuck. All like, right, fine. Oh, we yeah. got three more episodes we can in. do. Like, what do we do? Yeah. Uh, but you know we'll fly through it like I said I don't I really don't have many thoughts on it at all nothing progress not the story didn't progress at all there wasn't not even that many jokes usually I have a bunch of jokes written down that I really like throughout the episode I don't even got much there um, but we open up we find out Jen is going to be a bridesmaid she's going to some girl's wedding uh, she got a new dress which she does we were talking about it last week we didn't know if this guy's name was going to be Luke or the Drip Broker unfortunately we're going with Luke which is a terrible mistake the Drip Broker way better name but regardless she got, a, she got a new dress from Luke that she's looking to spot at this wedding. And basically, we open up with a fourth wall break, basically saying exactly what me and Seth just said. She goes, basically, like, self-contained episode about a wedding at a, you know, weird time in the season. She goes, exactly. And I'm just like, that's... At least you're self-aware, I guess. You know what I mean? It almost like, makes it worse. It does. We're, we're going to tell you worse. we're just filling in an episode yeah. here. No shit. Exactly. It's almost like if you really don't love the show, you can turn it off now and yeah. just skip this one. But... Um, we go to the actual wedding, the, not the wedding wedding, but you know, the pre, the pre ceremonies, the days before the lead up, the party and stuff like that. People are coming in and right away she shows up as She-Hulk for the first time, looking to kind of crave that She-Hulk attention. She's finally got all eyes on her. She's got this new dress that's built, you know, built for her to, to rock as the She-Hulk. And, um, basically she finds out that, uh, her groomsman isn't there yet. Everyone else's groomsman's arrived, but. Hers isn't there yet. And then she also finds out from the bride. She's the bride. You know, this is her day. That's the whole thing about being in your wedding. It's your day. She's like, you, you can't be here as She-Hulk. You're stealing all the attention. Everyone's looking at you. You know what I mean? So Jen, unfortunately, has to go to the wedding as Jen. A little disappointing for her. But, again, nothing really to take away from is even jokes or laughter. I was just kind of like, all right. Like I said, the self-awareness thing at the fourth wall break. It was just like, okay, I guess so. Um, we go to Nikki and Amelia. Which that's going to be our B storyline this week. Not even as good as last week's B storyline. You know what I no, mean? Yeah. The drip broker thing was at least funny last week. I enjoyed it. F storyline. Yeah. Nikki and Amelia are going to be dealing with this guy, Mr. Immortal. Which I guess was kind of funny. I didn't not laugh at it. But basically this client has... <laughs> this... <laughs> I did not laugh at it. That's where we are with this episode. Yeah, I did not laugh at it. Nice. <laughs> Uh, they take on this guy, Mr. Immortal, who has rung up a whole bunch of charges basically because he's been married like 15 times because rather than having an awkward conversation with any of these wives he's collected, he just basically kills himself because he can't die. Pretty funny. Nikki and Amelia basically start kind of passing judgment on him. And what does the guy do? He does exactly what he's done to all of his wives. And like a missile just shoots himself out of the window from like the 80th story into a fucking traffic, <laughs> which was pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. Laughed. Yeah. One of the only times, you know what I mean? But. Ugh, it was just a weak episode, man. I did find that kind of funny, though. Especially just like the, uh, it was like the Family Guy gif. He literally just straight like goes, goes numb in the air and missiles himself out the window. Definitely all wanted to do it at some point. <laughs> just, just jump out the window of the East Story building. No shit. Waiting in the doctor's office for two hours. Uh, we go back to the wedding and who shows up but Titania, who like I thought we were done with after cool. last week. Cool. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I thought we were done with her. She was suing us. Like, okay, you know what I mean? Thought she was done. Nope. She's here at the wedding. Great. 
Jen tries to tell the bride, basically, you know, what's up? She's just here to, you know, sabotage Jen. The bride's like, yeah, right, dude, you sound self-obsessed. She's just here for my wedding. She's mad. She's with, you know, one of my cousins or some shit like that. So Jen's like, all right, fine, don't believe me. She goes outside, meets this new dude. And basically, the dude's into Jen for the first time in the whole show. Everyone's always obsessed with She-Hulk. This guy actually seems like he likes her, which might be suspect since we know people are looking into her and trying to get her blood and shit. So that could be uh, maybe a little little guy in the skies, you know what I mean? I'll take something. Take whatever I can get out of this episode. Yeah, no shit. Uh, but basically, as things are kind of going off with this dude, things are going good. The bride comes over and basically asks Jen to play maid and start fucking cleaning up. She's like, hey, can you help me clean up? We lost some of the cleaning crew because I was mean to them. So can you help me? And just kind of interrupts the mess with the moment that Jen's finally having. But I was just like, Jesus, this girl's not very nice to Jen. Why the hell did you even ask her to be a bridesmaid? Like, why are we here? Because we needed a filler episode? Got it. <laughs> yes, I didn't say yes to answer <laughs> Uh, we go back to Mr. Immortal with uh, Nikki and Amelia. They have basically brought in all of this dude's ex-wives, like a whole army of them. And actually one dude. So apparently he swung the opposite way for a minute. He went for the other team. But basically they're all saying their side of the story. Turns out this guy's faked his identity countless times. Every time he dies, he starts up a new you know, fake, I- fake ID. This is obviously fraud. The guy could easily be in jail, but luckily to not be. Tries to, tries to get out of the situation again in his typical fashion, but the girls are onto it this time. They, they stop him. And basically, they just have to settle each one of these cases individually with all these people, which I guess was kind of funny. This person got like a 15-second apology. Uh, it was like, you have to apologize for 15 seconds, and you have to mean it. <laughs> but like that was basically, like for the most part, their entire thing. They come back like one time, but it was just like a useless B, like, useless B storyline, I guess. Back at the wedding is kind of where we're going to spend now the, the rest of our episode. Uh, we find out that Jess is walking in. Her groomsman is a dog who looks like it just got run over by a car. Its eyes are going two different ways. Its tongue's hanging out of its mouth. It looks again. like it's about to die. Cool. Yeah, again. Funny. Uh, yeah, again, I guess kind of funny. I laughed. But again, you know, it's just kind of like, fuck, this is all you guys. This is this is the hook you come? This is the shit you like bring? slapstick humor. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> For real. That was good. She also, again, now she's just fresh off her cleaning duty. She gets put on ironing duty now. She gets asked to iron all the shirts for the guys because their collars are all messed up. People are just walking all over Jen in this episode, which is weird. But we go to a little cash bar where we think it's, I mean, I'm sorry. We think it's going to be open bar. Jen orders a drink. Turns out cash bar. Fuck. Worse, nothing worse than getting to a wedding going up and fucking it's cash bar. <laughs> Come on, really, man? Uh, I already gave you a card with a bunch of money in it and I have to pay for all my drinks now? But Jen stops getting loose, ties a bow on. She's doing some dancing. Reminded me of my girl, Steph, because as soon as she gets, like, two drinks in her, she cannot stop dancing. She's just wiggling all over the fucking place. I don't know if it's just a tiny white girl thing or what, but <laughs> definitely uh, reminded me of my girl. Made me laugh, I guess. But uh, at one point, she was drunk dialing Bruce. That was kind of funny. Again, slapstick humor, but just like, all right, that was funny. What do you do? Drunk dialing Bruce, where you at? Then the, the guy that she was talking with outside comes over. They're having a nice little moment. And what happens? Too many booze, too much booze. She has to go outside the puke. Who interrupts her? Titania hits her with a little kick. Says, hey, it's time to fight. Jen can't. She's a little too drunk at first. She's trying to turn into She-Hulk, and she can't quite get her powers to come out. Which is kind of funny, I guess. She only had three drinks, but she's already fucking on her ass. She's a tiny girl, after all. Doesn't have that She-Hulk metabolism, you know what I mean? Not even close. (laughs) But she ends up uh, pulling it together. They have a quick little, quick little fight in front of the uh, the wedding. The whole party there basically kicks Titania's ass, messes up her teeth, knocks out a bunch of her teeth. Titania walks off of the cake. Just like Jesus. Okay, sure. She's taking the cake. Hysterical. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, the bride, who at first, you know, asked Jen not to show up as She-Hulk. Now She-Hulk's there. She just obviously stole a lot of the shine. Plays the hand well. Oh, my God. She's all got something. She, yeah, She-Hulk's at my wedding. I love you. You know what I mean? Good, good playoff. And then we go to the closing scene of the episode, which I can't believe this episode had nothing in it, like I said. I know. There was nothing, nothing to discuss. There's nothing to talk about. But Amelia and Nikki are basically kind of just celebrating that their case is over with Mr. Immortal, having some drinks in the office. And they come across a website. Basically, all just like hate mail, just basically plans to take, take, take out She-Hulk, the killer, death threats. Bunch of just crazy friggin' Looney Tunes online trying to take her out. And Amelia's like, hey, don't tell fucking Jen about this shit. She's just going to start freaking out all the time. You know what I mean? So Nikki's like, yeah, sure, no problem. I promise I won't, I won't tell her. And, of course, what do they do? They flash the next scene. She's in her car. She's calling Jen. She's leaving a voicemail telling her exactly what they found. And then uh, we see Jen's just chilling at the wedding with that dude. They're eating. But it turns out that someone is, in fact, watching her. She's got some eyes in the sky. Who, we don't know yet, but... I guess we're going to hopefully find out soon. Maybe not. Who knows? So hopefully we get some... This something happens. For next real. Next episode is all I'm looking for. Like you mentioned earlier, we got Daredevil's mask at the end of last week's episode, which was the big savior for the episode. And then what do we get? Absolutely nothing this week. No Daredevil, no nothing. No mention of him. No sight of him. Just a total letdown. Big wet fart in the episode. Big wet fart. <laughs> By far and away... <laughs> By far and away, uh, the worst episode of this. And season. it's like I don't want to get to it, but remember how like Wandavision was? Oh Loki. my god! Like they were all, you know, every episode was captivating, meaningful. Feels so long ago. It's just like Moon Knight. So now this, it's just ago. like we're falling off the track a little bit. Like we got to get back on track with these shows. They're just too many meaningless episodes. We don't even know what the next one is either, too, which is probably a good thing. Take some time off. You guys have been pumping these things out like crazy. Take a little time. Yeah, take, take a, a breath. breath. Take a breath. Yeah. Let's do Black Panther right. We have Ant-Man coming up. We have some banging movies coming. Let's slow down the shows a little bit and make them a little bit better, for Christ's sakes. Because make Marvel great again. My God, man. I'm still not out on it. I'll still be there to, you know Thursday for the next episode. But we're getting to the end of this season now. We only got three episodes left. We have no villain, no story, no nothing. You know what I mean? Disappointment. Big, big waste of time. Disappointment. Disappointment. Let's get into the good stuff. Let's get into the good stuff. Brings a power this week, episode five. We're into the second half of the season. We had a banger of an episode last week. Big episode five. Might have been my favorite episode so far, episode five, I think. If five wasn't, then this one was. These two, for me, are definitely five and six have been the best two so far. Very close. Very close. We're, we're, we're picking up a little steam here, finally. Definitely. I put five ahead just because I thought this one was going to be when we go to war. Yep. But, but like we weren't. But we're still we're set up. Yeah. For, we're set up to go. Fuck like this was now a, it's even. This better. was a little bit of a filler today. A little too much. Like you know, we're, sort of. we're fighting in Numenor against the you know Galadriel's sword fighting, and you know. Yeah, the last. This was like the last push for setup. I guess. Yeah, I, you know I, I would mean? agree. We got three episodes after this. I would have to imagine we're gonna probably start cranking things up a little bit. Yeah, I think so. I think every, all the pieces are on the table, and yeah. in a sense, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd have to agree. It definitely was like an episode for moving the pieces along, but like Seth said, you know, I think we're battle ready now. I think we're ready for this next episode. I think we're definitely going to be seeing some fucking wait. some action. Go to Middle Earth, boys. Yeah, we're going in. <laughs> Pack your bags. Uh, big Harfoot episode this week. They were uh, they were completely left out of episode five, which they've done a few times now. Elrond was out of an episode. Elrond and Durin, who have Durin is 
by far and away taking over my favorite character. Still the best storyline to be. Yeah. yeah. Love, love that The elves line. and the, the dwarves. Yeah, I totally think. agree. Best storyline. 100%. Yeah, all three. All right. Yeah. Total unison on I that. I agree boys. with that. I love that. Um, but big Harfoot episode. They, they were back in a big way this week, which I, I enjoyed. I liked the Harfoots and stuff. I liked all their stuff this week. I thought it was all pretty good. Um, but definitely, definitely a strong episode. Like you hinted at, we got a little bit of action too. It wasn't a total, total flat. No, it wasn't. Little, wasn't totally flat. Um, had round. the wolves, the wolves attack there. Yeah, yeah, Thought that yeah. was that was pretty, uh, pretty cool. Still interested to see who Meteor Man is. I like that Meteor Man. Yeah, I like that Meteor Man. We'll, I've been starting to call him the Stranger because if you watch with subtitles, that's what the yeah, subtitles what has him as. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, that guy Nerd of the Rings calls him Meteor Man. So I like just, that. Just Meteor what I've been, Man. you know. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good episode. Um, the Harfoots wasn't really too sure how to feel about that storyline when when the show first kicked off, but uh, it's it's growing on me. Yeah, it's growing on me a little bit, you know. So, hey, we'll see. I'm on the, the Team Saruman train for the Meteor Man. Saruman, Saruman. Yeah, I'm starting to, uh, online is starting to really say that it's like going to be a completely new character. I hope it's. I actually, I don't know. I'm fine with it. I guess if it is, but that like I would love for it to be. Something. I think it'd be a bigger oh shit moment if it was Saruman. Versus a new, you'd be like, oh, fuck. That would be crazy. Yeah. I think. yeah. I'd have to agree. That'd be pretty nuts. But I'd also say we've been talking about Hallbrand a lot, and this episode kind of turned me off to the idea that he's Sauron. I don't think he's, he's I don't think Sauron. he's Sauron. Uh, yeah, I, I've... I, Could he end up being a, a wraith? Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely don't think he's Sauron. He's definitely doing some... He's always scheming, though, you know? He's yeah. always... he got his little uh, guild... His little guild thing there by yep. basically selling out Galadriel. Yep, yep. And uh, he's in Farazan's ear, so he's he's a sneaky guy. I'm not too sure what he'll what he'll end up being, but uh, yeah, I, I I agree. I don't think he's Sauron either. All right, so. let's dive in, shall we? We open up Hoffoot migration, as we said, no show in episode three. But uh, we see that the strange is picking up things pretty quick. The guys learn how to talk pretty fast. He's Nori's teaching him up. And uh, we see that Pops' foot's doing a little bit better. He's starting to, they're making their way. But you notice that there are no other fucking Harfoots with them in this opening scene. It's like just them. They're leaving them in the dust right Every, now. Yeah, for they're real, They're leaving man. them in the dust. What the fuck? Uh, hey. You would think, though, that this, this stranger wizard guy, with the fact of his size, you think he'd be able to pick up the pace and maybe catch up a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're trying to leave him in the dust a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Man. I think so. Pretty little funny thing I thought was funny is that they mentioned that mom is a snorer, and mom's like, I don't really snore that bad. And everyone kind of turns on her, and then they even go to the stranger. <laughs> yeah, and, and even he's just like, he's like yeah, you are, yeah. I like that a little bit. <laughs> I they, that was they've had funny. a couple good uh, little like humorous things like that. You yeah. Know? I, I like that. This episode was actually pretty funny that you say that. There were yeah. a couple times in this episode where I, I laughed. Yeah. Uh, we get a nice little song from uh, Nori's friend there. We do a little traveling montage, which I thought was nice. Showed a good way to cut. Like, they covered a fucking shit ton of ground, man. My God. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm wondering how much time, you know? Yeah, like, what it we... seems like they were covering almost like as much ground as they did like in the whole first Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah, the, that's, friggin... yeah, the, the fellowship. The, yeah. The journey. For real. <laughs> it seems like they did that in like they did an the whole journey. Yeah, yeah they, they did the whole journey already. Oh, man. Yeah, no shit. And uh, we kind of end, the song ends there. We, Like I said, we're traveling, we have a little montage going, and then when it ends, we actually go back to the Meteor site, where Meteor Man first crash lands. I like that name, that's going to stick. Meteor Man crash lands, and we get introduced to uh, some new villains. I mean, I assume they're villains. They don't look like good guys. I think so. I think that... Uh... I was watching that uh, Nerd of the Rings there, and I think I think those are followers of of Sauron. Okay, yeah, it's, that's right. that's what it seems to be the conclusion. So almost like a cult. 
all the yeah, white rolls. Exactly. Super pale. Yep. Super super pale. Yep, yep. They also looked like they hadn't eaten in forever. They were all mad skinny, yeah, mad skinny. pale. Um yeah, it was it was interesting to see what they're they're up to. They had that like the same uh, constellations too there, the stars that he's looking oh, okay. for. They had him on the plate, I think. Uh, the stranger's looking for. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think there's a shot from like the back when they're looking down at the uh the actual, the actual like, media pit. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's got like the the plate and it's got like that oh, the set of constellations on, on there. there. Yeah. That makes sense though, because obviously if they're tracking him, that's what he's tracking. That's what he's looking for. So, yeah. so that makes sense. Creepy looking guys though, I'm not gonna lie. Even when they weren't like looking. ugly like orcs, they just kinda gave me creepy vibes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what uh what they're all about and who they are working with. Like you said, maybe Sauron, maybe there's something new. I don't know, but yeah. interesting, definitely. We go to our current big bad, we go to uh, Adar and he's chilling with an orc. And they're basically uh, kind of looking basically at the town that they're going to be eventually trying to take. And Adar fucking does some weird shit where he basically like pulls up the guy's sleeve and makes him get burned in the sunlight. And he burns the orc. And he's like, you know, I wish you could feel the sunlight like I do. You know what I mean? It's a beautiful feeling. And then he kind of goes like for now, though, because the sun's about to be like out of the sky. Right. Basically hinting at like what like Mordor is coming. Yeah, you know darkness. What I mean? Darkness is going to spread over the land and there will be no sunlight over Exactly. There. But definitely like a weird little weird little scene. Yeah, it was a little weird. Um, he's definitely got a little psychopath in him. Adar. Yeah. 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 They mentioned uh, too. They mentioned that the that the tunnel is ready. So it looks like they're going to be using more of those tunnel systems to probably try and get under this town that they're uh, they held up. And I don't. I keep forgetting the name. It's something like Osgiliath, but it's not Osgiliath. Yeah, the I tower. Keep I keep. To, yeah. Uh, but it's fucking. Uh, I forget what it's called. It's something very very similar to Overland, that. or I, I forget. But um, yeah, I'm interested to see what the tunnel is all about. And I thought I originally thought when um they the first they first try escaping, I thought they might have been in Mordor, but. I'm, I guess that's not where they're at. Southlands? I thought like the whole Southlands was Mordor. I think it is, yeah. Okay. But I, I guess I just thought it was like the act, like the, you know, like near Mount Doom. Oh, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, but. Yeah, because no, if you even look like at the old maps, Mordor is fucking big. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. It's huge. There's, There's just nothing, nothing in it. It's just, you know, or dead, dead land and shit. Dead you know land, I mean? yeah. Exactly. Literally just dead land. Basically just hell. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but like I said, definitely a weird little scene. But we know that they're they're on the move. They're coming for friggin' Aaron Deer and uh, I always forget the girl's name. But uh, Bronwyn, Bronwyn, yep. there we go. Uh, Bronwyn. Actually, that's where we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go to the go to the town. And basically, now that they know that Ada's coming, Bronwyn is gonna give a speech, and it's one of the worst motivational speeches I've ever heard. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if either of you guys have ever seen the show C on Apple TV, but that's one that I watch. It's another, you know, war-like show. Yep. And there is even way worse than this, though. The single worst motivational speech, and it happens to be given by a woman, too. But I remember Jason Momoa was at the lead. Right. As soon as she's done, he just, like, comes in right after her, just like, all right, thanks, thanks, good job. Like, all right, boys, let's fucking go. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? He was like, that was terrible. Like, leave the motivational shit to me. Oh, that was the only one that came to mind that was worse than this. I thought they could have done a better job with the speech for sure. I don't even, I don't even mind that it was her delivering it. It was just, oh yeah, no, it was no, yeah, exactly. Which might just be her character. You know what I mean? Might not be could her. Be. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I thought it was intentionally bad. Right. I think, I think, I think it's possible. Could be. But uh, it turns out, even though it was a bad speech, most of the town's folks seemed like they're all right. Let's go. You know what I mean? And then the fucking old guy, the old creepy dude from last week, whose name I can never remember, but he comes waddling on in and he's just like, "Fight! What are you guys crazy?" He's like, we should go surrender. Let's go bend the knee. That's how our family all lived. That's how they, you know, that's how I still here is because that's what they did. Right. Sure enough, half the town's like, good call. Yeah. We're out. We're with you. You know what I mean? Town basically split in half. 
most of the people that we know stay in town. The only person that really leaves is the old dude and then uh, Theo's bitch friend there. Yeah, the kid with you know, the, the ball cut. Yeah, yeah he, you know he, he was, was out of there. He was, was tough. Mean? He was tough. That guy stinks. Um, yeah. The whole village was in until the speech. Yeah. <laughs> it divided the village. You know what was pretty funny, too, is that I could see why the town was split because the old guy's speech was also pretty Right. Bad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Neither one of them really Which one did was much. worse? You know Which one right? was worse? Yeah, for real. Uh, no one No one really feels great about their decision. No. You know what I mean? Uh, but they're uh, they're going to go bend the knee to fucking Adar, and now we have a lot less people to try and defend this town, basically, when the time comes to fight. Yep. Yep. We go to Numenor for the first time. And we see that uh, Hallbrand is pretty fucking skilled. He, he wasn't lying. The dude can make some swords. He's in the blacksmith. He's fucking making some nice weaponry. And uh, he's going to get summoned. He's going to get called up to the queen's little council chambers there. Who's waiting for him? The queen, Galadriel, Farazhan. And basically, he kind of takes them through how Morgoth attacked in the in the first war. Kind of showing this is where they came. This is where they landed. This is where they came through. Maybe they'll take a similar path this time. You know what I mean? And then the queen's kind of like, all right, cool, like, thanks for the help, you know what I mean? You can kind of give us more information when we get there. And he's kind of like, when we get there. Yeah, it catches him off guard a little. And she's like, well, yeah, you know, Galadriel told us you're the fucking, you're the heir to be in the Southlands. Like, obviously you're coming. And he's just like, uh, I don't know, I kind of like it here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's why I, he's just, what, you know? Kind of weird. He's a schemer. You know I mean? He's just a schemer. Yeah, you know? tells Galadriel straight up, find another head to crown. You yeah. know what I mean? Doesn't want it. Yeah. So, to me right there, I mean, obviously, this guy, a little sketchy, can always be playing, you know, can always be playing the long con. But to me, I don't think Sauron's going to be that self, like, self-loathing, you know what I mean? Just so, like, pussy kind of, you know, crying, like, I'm going to stay here and make my swords. But yeah, yeah but con. I think it's not the swords that he wants to make. I Like, I think, ultimately, it's what, it's that, uh, just like the welding, you know what I mean? That craftsmanship, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. like forging something, that like something learning powerful. from them. Yeah, yeah. exactly, there exactly. We'll have to see if Galadriel can uh, can convince him to come along because you know what I mean. Like we said, he's the heir. He's supposed to be kind of helping to unite all these people to our cause. Yeah, so the South kind of fucking form this. You know what I mean? So we need him. Uh, we go back to the Hoffoots, and they are going to be back on their you know back on their migration. And the head of the Hoffoots there, uh, Sadik, his wife is basically kind of saying, yo, I don't trust this stranger, dude. I think we should fucking... She even says, I think we should, like, take the tie, the wheels. Yeah, they were going to take car. the wheel. They, they were pretty cutthroat about and that. And leave them yeah. behind. No shit. Yeah. And, My uh, God. She wasn't messing around. They're real scared of this, this stranger, you know what I mean? But uh, it turns out she kind of, you know, wanders off from her husband. She's looking for something out in the woods. She comes across Nori and her friend, who they found some tracks in the same woods. So they kind of come running over to her like, hey, we got to get back to the crew because, you know what I mean? We just saw some tracks. We're yep. out here alone. Some wolves out here. Fucking go, right? Right. Sure enough, wolves come upon them. You know yeah. what I mean? Start coming on in. And right as before, they're about to fucking just eat Nori. Stranger. Stranger. Stranger shows up. Just picks up the fucking wolf with his goddamn hand. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Shocks his badass. That was <laughs> badass. That was pretty crazy. No? Just straight catches that thing, sends it. The thing whelps. It's just like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Shit. What was that? Like three of them, too? Three of them, yeah. Them? yeah. So the three uh, three wolves kind of start croaching in on him, start moving in. And then he's like, all right, you know what I mean? I can handle one of you with my bare hands. Three of you, fucking ground punch. Like fucking a Hulk or something. Hulk smashes the ground. Yeah, you know he's got to be a, a wizard or something. Definitely. You know, if he's doing that stuff. Interesting, though, they show his hand and like his whole forearm. Right after he does that sonic punch, he sends the wolves off, saves the day, but his whole arm is like bruised, bruised. Like deep bruised. 
looks mean. Black, blues, purples, and shit like that. I think uh, I think they were saying though, like in uh, Middle Earth or Lord of the Rings, that world that when you use power like that, there's you know there's always like a price to pay. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Little give and take. A little give and take, you know? So I feel like he's just like coming into his shoes a little bit, figuring out what's going on, seeing what he can do, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Learning his powers a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Learning language, learning his powers, learning everything. Yep. Um, But obviously, you know what I mean? We Sadik, his wife, I don't know her name, but she was obviously, you know, kind of throwing them under the bus at the beginning of the scene, but now she just got her life saved by this guy. So I I have to imagine she's probably going to be coming around pretty quick, you know what I mean? I would think so. I'm, I'm hoping that starts that, you know... They starting to mend that bridge. Get that, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And he and he starts coming into his own. The stranger there, you yeah, know, he yeah. starts like becoming whatever he is. Right, 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 right. His character is definitely developing pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, from there, we go to I would say probably my favorite scene in the episode that we kind of mentioned a little bit earlier. Galadriel is with uh, Elendon, and they're kind of looking over uh, some of these new trainees and recruits that they have before they before they head out to uh, you know to war basically at Middle Earth. And Galadriel's like, all right, these guys, they need some training. They ain't going to cut it, like, fighting like this. You know what I mean? Right. She's actually watching uh, The Rock, like I was saying, the fucking Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, yeah, Dwayne The Rock. I freaking realized this week his best friend just, like, kind of like a pudgy white dude with, like, hair down to his elbows. I'm like, that's mankind. I'm like, it's The Rock and mankind. It's Mick Foles. <laughs> it's the Rock and Sock connection. <laughs> the Rock and Sock connection, baby. They're, like, best friends. They, they get the look. I, like, I don't need to know. I don't even need to learn these guys' names. Baby. This is The Rock and Sock connection. I love that, yeah. The Rock and mankind. Oh, man. He does, he does look just like The Rock. Just like The Rock. Young Rock. Just like know? The Rock. The hair, everything about him. Dude. You give him the tattoos, he's literally The Rock. That's hilarious. Raise his eyebrow, call it a day. No shit, right? Yeah. I bet he can learn how to do that in a fucking afternoon. Uh, but basically, they're, uh, they're sparring. So Galadriel comes over. There's a bunch of other recruits there. And she's like, all right, let's fucking have a little training session. Whoever can land a hit on me wins, basically. And then Allendon comes over and makes it a little bit sweeter. Says, whoever lands the hit becomes lieutenant. Yeah. So next thing we know, we have a full-on just fight going on. Galadriel starts with one guy, The Rock, then his Mankind jumps in, she's fighting two, then next thing you know, she's fighting like six guys. Yep. Awesome little fight scene. <sighs> Whooping their ass, too. Yeah. Teaching them the whole time, too, which I thought was cool, though, the way they did that. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, Constantly, yeah. Constantly, like... Yeah, man, telling them, like, this is what you should be doing as, yep. I'm, as she's kicking their ass. Yeah. Yep. I like fight, the fight scenes have been awesome. Yeah, yeah like, I agree. The whole series. Yeah, I agree. Matter. From last week, this week. Yeah. Definitely. Totally agree. And uh, a whole crowd of people kind of gathered to come and watch. She's got an orchestra. And all the people are kind of loving what they're watching. You know what I mean? Yeah. Seemed like she was starting to, even though she's an outsider here, seems like the people are kind of coming around to her a little bit because of the way she handles this. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. I, I heard uh, Galadriel, the character, has been taking a lot of flack. But I've been a huge fan, at least. Personally. I think she has her moments. I know. I like her. I definitely yeah. I, I like her. I yeah. think it's funny every time that she just can't control her like anger and she just starts spouting off yeah. and she owns the she's place. She's a hothead right now. She she's, is. She's a hothead. But... And she also just thinks she's like Queen B everywhere she goes. It's right. Like, exactly. Chill. A lot of, chill. Lot of power. No. She's got an ego. It's all right. No political. The Elvish ego. That is. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that might just be the episode's title for this The Elvish ego. The Elvish ego. But definitely like we said, cool little fight scene, and uh, it turns out who ends up finally landing the little stroke ends, ends up gaining the point, but The Rock. Yeah. The Rock is the new lieutenant. <sighs> Love to see it. Um, but definitely, like I said, cool-ass fucking scene. I really enjoyed it. Definitely a little bit of fight. Oh, actually, you know, I have one other note from that scene that I, I noticed. One of two things, actually, I noticed from this episode. So... I know there's already been a lot of times to Numenor and Gondor, like the white tree and all that shit. Yes. I noticed in this scene, all the fucking pommels on the swords all have the horse's head on it, just like Rohan. So I think the there's a part of Numenor 
that oh it's uh the capital okay which i don't think they're in right now for whatever reason I'm not, oh that's interesting. i'm not 100 percent sure I but i'm pretty yeah, yeah, sure yeah. the capital is like known for its horses Okay. So I think that's the reasoning behind that. They've got like the long, like Rohan looking. That's horse. the other one. Yeah, at the yeah, end yeah. of the episode when they're packing yeah, the on, helmets. They got the yeah. Yep. yep. I, was say, I, th- I think that's what it is. I'm not 100. percent I don't know that how they're gonna sense. tie that in, but I think uh, yeah, I think the capitals like known for their their horses. So so Numenor basically, it seems like they're gonna some way split and they're gonna develop two like the biggest whatever you want to call them countries or whatever and in. in the second age or the third age? Yeah, Gondor. Gondor and, uh, yes. I I don't know 100% as far as Rohan. Yeah, it seems what, that what happened there. Just yeah. based on like that, like I said, just because they had the helmets, they got the swords, yeah, you know what I mean? The, they got, the only thing I was wondering was like Numenor is, um, and I think that guy, Nerd of the Rings there, brought it up, was like Numenor is supposed to be like this big, powerful empire, wealthy, and um, like why are they having volunteers bring over the queen region like when you think oh we've got soldiers a big army a yeah big yeah, navy, yeah you know what i mean yeah. so i guess that was the only thing i was questioning like are are they really as powerful as they are are they just saying like oh we're gonna send these guys because they're sort of expendable and you i was know gonna what I mean? say yeah i'm thinking maybe because of almost political reasons like this is probably already causing a divide amongst the people i would imagine the fact that they're just going yeah so, so we if don't... they're demanding their army to go yeah I bet that's probably not gonna it's gonna create well. a little bit of an up- uproar within the uh yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. There's probably I mean, that guys makes sense. with. I mean, obviously, they're, you're a soldier, so you're supposed to just take your orders. But I'm sure. I mean, obviously, you still have a brain inside your head. I'm sure there's probably soldiers that are like against this. Right, right. So if they have to go fight with something that they're not told, their heart's not in it. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense because I mean, yeah, they've I got mean, the Sea Guard, which right. you would think would be like, all right, right, know, right, right. That's the. Yeah, no, I hear you. Top I would dog. say at least you know if you have volunteers, at least you know these people support the cause. They right, believe in exactly. the cause. Right, right, right. They'll do what they need to do. You know what right. I mean? That's no, my, I, 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 I think that guess. I think that makes the most sense. It was just something that I I questioned. Yeah, you know. No, I hear you. That definitely does make sense because they obviously are supposed to be this big powerful nation. Right. I mean? uh, we stay in Numenor and we go to Farazon and his son. And they're having a little conversation. The son basically is confused as shit. Like, dude, when the king, the the queen's father, was in charge, you were basically doing everything you could to prevent the alliance with elves from reforming. Yep. He's like, why now are you all of a sudden supporting the queen in this quest to help Galadriel? Why are you supporting this? This is fucking crazy. Uh, and basically the father's like, dude, we dumb. You know, kind of explains to him that he's playing the long con. He's like, eventually... We're going to be able to rule over elves. He's like, we're going to be bringing Haldbrand to the Southlands. We're going to be giving them that air that's going to unite those people. Them men, we're men. They're going to be in our debt. We can right. form a nice big alliance, all the men's in the realm, and we can stand against the elves. And eventually, if we beat them, they can be taking orders from us. Exactly. He's scheming. He's not saying that the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah it. Exactly. But uh, Farazon showing like he's got some tricks up his sleeves, which I was asking questions about this last week. I was asking if he was only supporting it to get them out of town so that once they were out of town, he he's could. like, all right, guys, all those losers are out of here. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, we can take over a let's, little bit. Yeah, let's close the doors off. They're not coming back. Yeah, we're yeah. here now. Let's tear this I thing mean, up. they only sent, what, three ships? So, yeah. you know, he's he's got... he's. In a good spot right now. Yeah, so Farazon's up to some tricks. His son seems like he kind of got the message. It seems like he's, he took some, a little bit of a learning experience from that, which I'm sure was the point for Farazon, you know what I mean? Got to teach up the, the next the next line. Right. Uh, we go to uh, the queen of Numenor, and she is talking to her father, the ex-king, who's uh, 
looking a little bit better than he was last week. He was in bedridden. I didn't even think he could get out of bed. This week he's walking around and shit. Walking, talking. Having second. Yeah, yeah forming sentences talking. and shit. I don't know. There was some weird thing at the end of last week, I think, where he like got hit with a little light or his eyes opened up or something when um she like called the alliance. I don't know if that's got anything to do with it or, it's, it. or it's just one of his better days, you know? Yeah, one of his <laughs> <laughs> one of good days and bad days when you get older. But, um, but yeah, he's looking good. Definitely. Uh, she tells him the plan. She goes, hey, Dad, we're going to Middle-earth. I'm going to support friggin' my new friend Galadriel. We're going to go fucking form the alliance with elves just like you wanted. Thinking almost, you know, that he'd be like, nice, good job, babe. Right. And what does he say? He goes, don't go to Middle-earth. All you'll find there is darkness. Yeah. Fuck. Not good. I bet that was a big red flag for her just because, like I said, she's probably assuming that this guy is going to be pumped. You know what right. I mean? Like, I think, I don't know if, I, I believe he's got a little bit of that. Well, they have the Palantir, which you can see into the True. future. Yep. So I'm wondering if, obviously, he saw the the wave. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm wondering if he's just seeing the darkness. And that's that's sort of what he's, ba- like, he doesn't really see exactly what it is. Right, right. But right. Uh, he sees the darkness and knows that that's, that's what's coming. Yeah, I'd like to see more of that Palantir thing for sure. Those things are, those things are always yeah, interesting. Yeah, the, uh, the seeing stones. Yeah, yeah, every time they come in, it's always interesting. Um, from there, we go back to the stranger and Nori. And the stranger, like we said, his arms all kind of fucked up and shit like that. I guess Nori noticed it, you know, right after the ground punch. So she's trying to be nice, trying to come help out her new friend. She brings over some medicine. And the stranger's already, like, healing himself. He's, like, bent over this puddle. He's got his arm in the puddle. He's freezing all of the water in the puddle, and it's starting to literally freeze all the way up his arm to his forearm. Nori, for whatever reason, I don't know what the hell she was thinking was going to happen. She tried to like grab his arm, like that would stop it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That was dumb. Yeah, that was dumb. And then, of course, like a typical, like just a dummy, she gets mad when something goes wrong because then what happens? Her arm starts freezing too. She's like, "Oh shit!" Like, "Fuck!" You know, let go, kind of a thing. Yep. He's in his little trance. Yeah, he was in a trance for sure. Focusing on what he's doing, his little spells and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Can't interrupt magic. We saw that in Spider Man. If you interrupt magic, bad things happen that's it but uh friggin sure enough he kind of ends up finishing up his little spell kind of a thing and there's a little minor explosion if you want to call it that yeah nori kind of gets pushed back a little ways takes a little roll but totally fine but now she's all like scared and shit stranger goes over to apologize like hey my bad we're friends i didn't mean to you know what i mean and nori just like runs away like i'm scared of you now like dude come on this is your own fault no, I mean it is self-inflicted. Come on, right? It was yeah. an accident, but it was your own. It was your own fault. Don't go touching yeah. people whose arms are freezing and stuff. He's do we? Do we ever see her arm too afterwards? Like, was her arm still frozen? No, I think it was back to normal. Yeah, no, I think it was back to normal. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. there's no. I think like, it was back to normal as of right now. No repercussions. No, for, yeah, no, 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 no. Didn't seem. They like definitely showed. Yeah, they yeah. like they showed her kind of like looking at her hand, kind of like on the ground. Yeah, I, I don't think there were any marks or anything. So yeah, it was it was going back. Just a little rattled. But yeah, the stranger's probably like, dude, what the fuck? I thought we were friends, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's just learning. You can't be that like... Yeah, he's like a big toddler, basically. Right, you know exactly. I mean? You can't be that emotional with him, you yeah, know what exactly, I mean? exactly. He was already being hard on himself in the beginning of the episode when they were talking in the very beginning he, uh, because he killed the fireflies, remember? Yeah, and she he's calls... Like, I'm, I'm peril? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's saying there's a lot of perils on the journey. Yeah, he yeah, says, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm a peril? She's that like, was no, funny, no, too, actually. Yeah. He was like yeah. sad with himself. He was like, I heard butterflies. Yeah, exactly. He was like, a couple little uh like you like we were saying a couple little humor things in yeah. there this week i liked yeah uh, i'm liking the strange i'm liking this guy but i felt bad for him in this moment like his only real real friend and you know what i mean she kind of bailed on him now too but like i said her fault 
But we go to all of our favorite characters. We finally get to the, I would say probably my favorite part of the episode. We get to Linden. And uh, we got Lord Elrond. We got the High King Gilgalad. We got Prince Durin's with us. He made the trip. Uh, what's the other guy? Karem? Kelebrimbor? Uh, there you go. I always yep. That one's a mess. Uh, they're all having a little, little dinner, basically. And right away, Gilgalad's already kind of fishing it to me. He was trying to almost kind of get a little information. Yeah, see, yeah, I don't even think he beat around the bush. He kind of went, went straight, right, right straight at it. Yeah. yeah. He's like, Prince Durin, you know, the dwarves are quiet for a while. Things are starting to pop off now. Like, what led to this? What's going on? You know what I mean? Yeah. Anything going on? Yeah. Durin kind of fires right back, a little, little witty. Uh, you know, what does he say? Something about elves taking so long. Uh, elves take like two weeks to take a shit or yeah. something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, while taking crumbs out of his beard. Yeah, 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 yeah. The classic, oh. classic. Yeah. And then he pulls uh, pulls a little bit of a, a power move, but I think also Durham was trying to kind of figure out the exact situation that he was in. He was trying to measure out how Gilgalad is really feeling, and he goes, uh, this table right here, where'd you guys get this table? Because this table is a very certain piece of stone. These things aren't just like given out. These are very special amongst the dwarves. They're only given for like high ceremonies or um, like funerals, yeah, tombs, burials. stuff like yeah. that. So he's like, how the hell is it that you guys came across one of these? And Gilgalad sees it as an opportunity to kind of, all right, let's make, you know, some good some good vibes here, mend the bridge. Smooth things over a little. Take uh, take the table home with you. If this is yours, if that's a big thing for you guys, it's a big custom. My bad. I didn't even yeah. know that. You know what I mean? Take it with you. And Durin's like, word. Okay. Yeah. Kind of, little, little respect there, you know, yeah. between the two, I think. Yeah. I, th- I think that was a good little uh, scene there just to show show their relationship. Uh, then we kind of, after dinner, everyone's kind of cleared out now. And now it's just Lord Elrond and Gilgalad. And Elrond is basically kind of calls out Galgalad, uh, Gilgalad for like, did you send me to Khazad-dûm with hidden, with like, you know, a hidden meaning behind it that I didn't know about? Like, I thought I was going to try to get this forge bill. I thought we were trying to mend this alliance. Like, is there an alternative thing here that's going on? Right. And sure enough, there is. A uh, little story, Gilgalad kind of tells him that basically, at the end of the day, that the light of the star of the elves, the light for the elves is fading. And that if they don't do something about it, they're going to have to leave Middle-earth. The elves are eventually going to die. They're going to eventually basically grow old and peril, just like men would. And he tells him a little little story, basically, from back in the day about an elf and a uh, Belrog that fought, both put their powers into a tree. Yeah, he has him recite it, right? No, nah, he has uh, Elrond do it, actually. Yeah, he has basically. Elrond. He's kind of a... Uh... Seems like kind of a dick, honestly. I could scene. not agree more. Yeah, he calls him half elf too in yep. that scene. Yeah, yeah, on half elf or yep. something. You know, that is so very he's kind of being, Yeah, he's kind of being an asshole in that scene. Uh, but basically, they're looking for. They keep calling it an ore, which I guess is kind of just like a mineral or something like that. Yeah, but uh, they keep calling it an ore, and they say that that's what they need in order to basically reestablish the light to save the elves. Yep, and he's curious if what is making the dwarves kind of pop back off if maybe that's the ore they found it that they need yeah and they're digging it up now so he's asking Gilgalad that much like hey did they find anything did they mention anything to you like that and Elrond man of his word made a promise swore on the mountain that he wasn't going to tell any of Durin's secrets and that's exactly what he did he just says no nah, I'm sorry I, I swore to secrecy but he does the only thing I, that bothered me about that was that he does tell Celebrimbor Ba- well, yeah, he doesn't like come right out and say. I do know what you're saying. Yeah, he does basically the same thing in almost both scenes. Yeah, I guess you're right. He do- he he says it without saying it. Right. Yeah, yeah. 
Because obviously, like if if they if he didn't find anything, doesn't he end up showing Kellebrimbor though? I thought at the end of that scene. So I was noticing that he has like it out in his hand and stuff, but he never really says like this is it. Okay. So I don't know if maybe Kellebrimbor just doesn't even like. Yeah, it just doesn't notice doesn't it. Doesn't even just, know. You know yeah. what I'm saying? All right. Because I I was like, all right, he doesn't tell Gilgalad, but he goes and tells Kellebrimbor. Now right, I I could understand it. Right, he's breaking his word. That's so that's that make any what sense. my issue was with the scene. But right, 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 right. I understood that he would tell Kellebrimbor before. Before he would tell Gilgalad because Gilgalad was sort of playing games in the shadows and Celebrimbor was like straight up. Well, I guess he really he, wasn't straight up. He with said him, he but, wanted but to he be does, him, supposedly. Yeah. He but, wanted yeah. to tell him, but Right. But I think I think uh him and I think Celebrimbor and Elrond have a, a good relationship where like they're you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I think Elrond trusts Celebrimbor. I think so. Yeah. What I'm worried about is him. I'm worried about Celebrimbor being also maybe on Gilgalad's side, being a little evil about it. I don't know. I don't know if I trust him, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I don't know if I trust him. I really don't. That would be a good little twist if they they made him bad, like something like that. Not bad, not bad, but, but yeah. yeah, just like plotting. Against, yeah, plotting. Plot, yes, yeah. yes, that's a good way to put it. Um, but you know, basically, like I said, you know, the the elves might have to leave. I think uh, Gilgalad says too that if they have to leave. Basically, it'd be the end of all life on Middle Earth, not just elves. But he said men too. They would fall without basically their help and their defense and stuff. Yeah, like that. seems like you know something's going on. Obviously, the trees are dying. The trees are getting gross. Yeah, you know. So yep. we, it it seems like like you said we're we're picking up a little steam. Here. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if Elrond's gonna you know we gotta see if Elrond's gonna fold and tell him what's up or not. But uh, we go back to uh, Numenor. And Isildur is trying to get his way onto the ship, basically onto the crew to go. That's going to be going to Middle Earth with his boys, with his dad. He wants to go. He's been rejected so far by his dad. His dad basically told him, "Nah." Yep. So what's he going to do now that his boy is the rocks, the new lieutenant? He's going to go and apologize to him for the fight that they had last week. For apologizing, you know, sorry I got us fired again. Sorry that I was an asshole afterwards about it. The rocks like, "Nah, guy, I ain't taking your apology." Isildur's like, "Well, I'll give you a hit." Ends up giving him two, just a one-two. Yep. Friggin' right to the jaw, right to the gut, little one-two combo. Settles the beef right there, as all boys tend to do. And then the guy goes, the Rock's still like, sorry, but you still ain't getting on, dude. Like, this yeah. is my life's work, you know what I mean? You already fooled me once, shame on me. Fool, fool me, me twice. twice. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, fool me, fool me once, shame, shame on you. you. Fool, fool me twice, twice shame, shame on, on me. me. Exactly. And it seems like uh, he still, still doesn't have a ride, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then to kick him while he's down, they tell him, but you know who is going? Your horse. Yeah. Your dad's going. Your boys are going. And your horse and your has horse. been selected. That horse, too. Yeah. He's always talking about that horse, too. He loves that fucking Yeah. Thing. Have we seen it yet? I no, don't think we we've seen it yet. Actually, yeah. maybe real quick on the beach at the very first time. I think. Like, oh, right yeah. You might be right. His sister brings over. it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, but we stay kind of right in that same, uh, right in Numenor, kind of in the same manner of events. Uh, we see that Farazhan's son has snuck aboard one of the ships, one of the five ships. That they're going to be sending to Middle Earth to help the cause, basically. Yep. Now, even though I was kind of weirded out, not weirded out, but a little confused by this, I guess I would say, because he already talked to his dad, Farazon, and Farazon laid him out the grand, like, you know, the grand scheme plan that we're going to eventually one up the elves. You know what I mean? And it seemed like he got it. Yep. But even with all that, here he is, still here, and he's going to be trying to sabotage one of the ships. Pops a bunch of the uh, the kegs that have the oil in it. Yep. Goes to light it up. And right before he does so, he hears like a little kind of, you know, skirmish, not skirmish, but a little a little noise behind him, basically. Yeah, a little rustle. A little rustle. Goes over, and a sealed door smuggled himself onto the ship, was trying to yeah. hide out in the fucking goods <laughs> to get on. Away. Little nah, stole, yeah. little stole away. Yeah. And a sealed door's like, yo, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, what are you, wait, what's going on? Right. Little rustle, kind of tussle, wrestle. 
tries to get the lantern out of his hands. Lantern falls. Sure enough, blows up not one ship, but two ships. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> and then a sealed dog goes to save his son. I couldn't believe that. I was like, what the fuck? Just leave this guy be. He just blew up our ships. Yeah. I, I, well, first of all, that guy didn't seem like he should be blowing up the ships. Like you said, he just seemed out of place. Yeah. I don't know if it's because he's got the thing for a sealed door sister and she's Ooh. she's trying to she's trying to sort of stop that, you know. A move for love, huh? I could see that. I, I think he does get the googly eyes for her. He does. He definitely has got the googly eyes for her. Um but, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's his reasoning behind that because I think he sees it as a, as a way to sway the people. And I think uh, he mentions to his dad, Farazan, that when the king was working with the elves, you were doing everything to prevent it, sort of. Right, yeah, yeah. So I think he's hoping that the people will sway and that will sway his father's opinion because um, she tells him, you know, you're not speaking loud enough. Basically, like, sack up and go tell your dad this is what he should do instead of sending them out and agreeing. Yeah, I so thought that I, was a great line. Too. Yeah. When she, she's like, every time my dad talks, he turns his ears off and she says, well, talk louder. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Um, that's a good call. Though. It could be, it could be for love. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's like you said, I think that's, you know, one of the only few options or he's just totally against it himself. Right. But, because like he, like I said, it, it did seem like he took his dad's lesson. Like he was yeah, like, all right, I get what you're saying. Hit home. I get what you're saying. Right. But, Weird that he would just go and, you know, try to sabotage these ships and up blowing up two of the ships, you know what I mean? But yeah. like we said, a seal door saves him, swims him to uh, swims him to safety. Blowing up some resources. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Elodin sees, too, like his dad sees that he, like his son just saved this dude, you know what I mean? So maybe scored a couple points there from, from yeah, Daddy Yeah, I think so. They both lie on the spot there, so. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask uh, a dumb question? Yeah. How the fuck did they survive that? Good question. Yeah, they were literally on the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I'm not, I'm not yeah, one that does right. this normally right, right, with yeah, like yeah. with like logistics of movies, but like they're both in this boat with the oil and right it next blows up and yeah. like they just swim hey, away. No the problem. The sea no is always right. <laughs> the sea is always right. Yeah, something like that. You know. <laughs> um, and we stay. We go to kind of back to the Queen's Council Chamber, and the Queen, Galadriel, Farazan, and Elendil are all like kind of rendezvoused because we just lost two ships and we're like, all right, what the fuck's going to happen now? Like, what are we going to do? And Galadriel's like, yo, we still got three. Like, we still got three ships. We can still make it work. Like, let's go do what we were going to do. They're all like, where's Halbrand? Like, this guy is kind of key to this plan. Like, we're uniting the Southlands. He's the guy that's going to do it. Where is he? Why is he not here? Yeah. Galadriel kind of just makes an excuse for him. Like, oh, he's sick today. You know what I mean? Can't make it into work. Um, so they're like, all right, we're going to make a decision in the morning to make sure Halbrand's here. He needs to be here in order to for us to make a resolution and figure right. out what we're going to do. So now Galadriel, she's got some work to do. We go to uh, the town folk surrendering. Good scene. I enjoyed this scene a lot, actually. The old man, who we know has already kind of bent the knee to these old, uh, to Morgoth before. He's kind of used to this thing. He, he summoned this whole group together to go do it again. He kind of takes the reins, swears loyalty to Adar. But when he does so, I swear I pledge my undying loyalty to you. Calls him Sauron. Yeah. And Adar does not like it. Ends up whipping his ass. Gives him a quick little beat down. Gives him a beat down. The other thing I heard was that uh, when Sauron was like sort of in the shadows, that he didn't want his name spoken. Like that name, Sauron. Ooh, so that's, interesting. I'm wondering if that's another thing, like a uh, disrespect. Like, interesting. Yeah. 
Maybe he's still trying to stay hidden too. Maybe a little bit, if that's the case. Like people, he doesn't want maybe necessarily. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't want people to know he's back. I'm not too sure. I just uh, I think that's something that like during that time he it was something he didn't want like that name. He didn't want people speaking it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Pretty funny though. The old man kind of goes like, "You are Sauron, aren't you?" You know what right, I mean? Right. And then he kind of by the look on his face, he's like, uh, "All right, whoever you are, I'll serve you." Yeah, you know what I mean? Doesn't you, care. I got you. Got, you got my undying loyalty, no matter what. And a dog goes, all right, but, you know, words don't do it. Blood only, you know what I mean? Ends up taking Theo's friend, that little bitch, puts him down and kind of says, all right, you kill this kid, and we're good, we're bonded. And it doesn't show it, but you very much get the impression that yeah, old man yeah. Yeah, he got the job did the done. job done. Yeah, that's, that's what it seems like. I'm yeah. starting to think that this old guy might be a wraith, too, eventually. Like it's, this guy seems like he's already wielded this, this hilt thing. He's got the mock. He's swearing yeah. fealty over and over again. I'm thinking maybe uh, maybe he gets a little power. I could see that. You know, or is it Death Eater? One of the other. That's my prediction, though. I think the old man's going to be one of the nine men. I think he's going to get a ring. Okay. I think he's, he's already sworn to Morgoth. Now he's doing it to Adah. He's rallying some people to the cause, even too. You know what I mean? He's bringing them soldiers. He's willing to kill for the cause. I don't know. I think he might get rewarded, man. Uh, we go to the town, and we see that uh, Aaron Deer and Theo are getting a little closer. He's kind of teaching them how to shoot a bow and stuff like that. He tells them that, you know, while he's been overlooking these people for all these years, keeping an eye on them, that, you know, it was his job, he grew close to these people. He, he grew likeness for them, you know what I mean? Yep. Friends and stuff. So Theo's like, all right, you know what? You seem like you're a cool dude. Let me show you what I got hidden. And sure enough, he shows him the hilt. And Aaron Deer's like, yo, I've, I've seen something like that before. They go over and kind of hidden on the outskirts of town, sort of in the trees, in like cemented into the fucking rock and tree. Yeah, carved in there. Yeah, is like an identical full sword. It looks like it hasn't been moved in friggin' years. Things yep. like it's made of stone or something like that. I think it is, man. I think that's it's just like stone? a. I think that's like a mural or something. Yeah, to that's what kind of looked like to me. Sauron yeah. or Morgoth, one of the two. So. Yeah, I think that's that's just a mural there. Shows that that town, you know, was already sworn to the to the yeah, enemy back in the day exactly, and shit. You know exactly. what I mean? Shows there. You're in the enemy's territory. Yeah. Uh, Arandir says that the hilts that the boy found that he's been using is a key. Doesn't know what it's to, but the guy mentioned taking out the sun. Guy mentioned being a god. Could be a key to something very big and powerful. Uh, Bronwyn's like, all right, in order to save us, we got to friggin' surrender. And Arandir's like, what? You kidding right. me? Complete 180 out of her. By I the know. Way. Just like Couldn't that. believe it, honestly. Now that I her son's in a little it. bit of jeopardy, you know what I mean? One thing I did want to just touch on is uh, the key thing. If you recall from the first episode, when they go to that, uh, when they're way up north in the snow, and they're yep. in uh, Morgoth's little lair there, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're trying to interact with the uh, like the other world or something. There's like an orc that's stuck. The uh, yeah. like he's stuck in the wall, kind of, and they're like, yeah, "Oh, they're yeah. trying to, they're trying to figure out how to like talk between the two worlds." <clears throat> I'm wondering if that that hilt is a key to to either get Sauron back or enter that sort of the other world. Very, yeah, that things, other yeah. world, you know, very the upside down of the Lord of the, the Rings. Upside down you know? of the Lord of the Rings. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting, though. I do know. I, I remember vaguely what you're talking about, like that little tomb kind of thing there. But I get you. Yeah. That could be like the door. Yeah, a little door, a key to open up like the pathway between the two. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Um, Aaron is going to basically talk Bronwyn off the edge. You know what I mean? He's going to say, hey, listen, there's an alternative idea. We'll figure it out. They decide, all right, you know, maybe we can, you know, that come in the tunnels. Maybe we can do something to bury them somehow, something kind of like that. But uh, I found very funny in this real quick that Aaron Diamant, she Bronwyn asks him, like, how, how long do you think we have? 
And Aaron Day goes, days. It's like, okay, we can we can prep. And then he goes, maybe hours. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wait, <dude>. what? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, what Huge the Huge window of time. <laughs> no shit. Like, which one is it? Days oh, or hours? Can you give us a little bit more of a fucking uh, a tighter window there? Because, I mean, if we have days, we can do some things. Hours? Fuck, we're screwed. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, from there, we go to one of our last scenes of the episode. Uh, one of the last scenes of the episode. A scene that I, I loved. Uh, Elrond is going to have to tell Durin the truth. And he's going to, actually, before we find out, before Elrond's going to tell his truth, Darren tells his truth, the whole table thing was a lie. The ta- <laughs> no, that was, yeah, that was good. <laughs> that, that table that was up there that I told Gilgalad was all special. It, it isn't really special. I was yeah. kind of just using it as a test. And also, uh, the lady Disa told me that we need a new table, so I figured it would work out. Two birds, one yeah. stone. Funny, they're walking it out, too. All the elves, they got like 12 elves walking the table out. He's like six too. elves. Durin's like chuckling at him. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's how El- Elrond's like, oh, you, you lied about the whole thing? He's yeah. like, yeah. Very, very funny. Uh, but then, like we said, Elrond's going to tell Durin the truth. He didn't know that he came to Casa Dune with basically ulterior motives, but it turns out he actually did. Tells him that the elves are dying. Durin's like, what you mean? He's like, yeah, we're, the elves are fading. We're going to die just like men. And uh, basically, he says, the cure is the mithril that you guys just found. Like, that's what we need to survive. Yep. So he goes, you know, the fate of the whole elven race is in your hands. And Prince Durin's like, say that again? <laughs> yeah, he the loves entire Wicked funny. You can see Elrond just the beginnings of a smirk kind of creep yeah. upon his face. You know, Best he's part like, is too when he first says it is you can't really see Durin's face and then right, he's like yes. say that again and All then he starts turning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit louder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, basically, he makes him tell him again and then uh, what does he go? He goes, who's, whose hands? Yeah. Yours. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> Wicked funny. But then he goes, uh, you know, kind of, what does he say? Grab, grab your Elvis shirts there or whatever. Let's go. Let's get moving. And he's like, you know, don't, well, we got to go convince the king. He's like, I'm in. You're yep. my boy. I'm going to help the elves. I'm not like that. If that's what you guys need, let's get it done. But we got to convince the king. So I wonder what, like, the, the Mithril connection is. Because, you know, like, in the, the original, they just did it as, like, a kind of like armor. You know what I mean? It's, like, yeah, but it's, it's the actual, like, the material, basically. So it can oh, have, like, okay. purposes. Yeah. You know what I'm right. Yeah. yeah like, for instance, for that one, they turned it into chain mail. Like, you can, like, liquidize it and whatever it might right. be. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I think so. I think it was either you or Luke was telling us that I can't remember which one of you guys it was because all the episodes are starting to blend together. But uh, that in one of the rings given to one of the elves, that supposedly it's made of Mithril. Might be Galadriel. It could be. It might be Galadriel's be ring. Honestly, the story. Right, it might be all three. Oh. I think it might be all three. Elves. See, yeah, even that would make sense too. Maybe that's how the light, the light, like you know, grows. Basically, yeah, you know I, I want to say it might be all three, but um. Yeah, they use that stuff for a bunch of stuff. Like you yeah. were saying, Frodo's, uh, Frodo's chain yeah, mail, really the, the blades, you know, so. But a very funny scene, like I said, definitely laugh, which Lord of the Rings isn't known necessarily for all their laughs, but this was that good elvish dwarven banter again, big yeah. time vibes to, you know, Gimli and Legolas, but very funny. Uh, and they're heading back to Casadun, so I guess we'll be back there next episode, I hope. Oh, I, I... I can't wait for that. Yeah, to, to the get Balrog going. might be coming, baby. Might be coming. I thought we heard one not in this past episode, but the one in the episode where uh, when the cave collapses. When the cave collapses, I thought that was a, a Balrog. Oh no shit! Like that was like that was him coming out. If you or yeah, yeah, yeah. no, not maybe not even coming out, but just getting like disturbed. If you like, I if you rewatch it, you can definitely hear like something, really something's wrong. Hundred percent. Hmm. No shit. I'll have to go check that yeah, out. Definitely, definitely worth the, the watch. Have to check that out. Let's finish this up here. Uh, so then we go to the last last uh, scene of the show, uh, episode. 
Uh, we're in Numenor. Hallbrand's going to choose his fate, basically. Galadriel came in the night, we found out, and she kind of had a little pep talk to him. Yep. Uh, and the scene opens up. He's, he's walking out of his little blacksmith shop, and he puts down the family crest that Galadriel gave him, puts it down on the table, and for like a split second, we're like, oh, wow, really? He's going to stay behind? Gotcha. Comes yeah, back. Grabs it. Swipes it off. And then we see uh, the ships being loaded up for Middle Earth. Uh, ha- ha- you know, Halbrin's there. He's in his full gear, looking the looking the part. You know what I mean for the first time. This is what I was saying. The Ro- uh, the Rohan helmets. Yeah, with the white, with the big the like sort the, of white yeah. uh, in the helmets. Yeah, yeah thought that was in. Uh, Sealdor is in. We see a Sealdor made the cut. He's on board now. His dad let yep. him on in. Mopping the stables. Yeah. Uh, Galadriel's in her battle armor again. Back that from episode one and two. Actually, not even episode two. Just episode one that we saw her in. But she's back. She's ready to go, and they're uh, they head in the Middle Earth on just three ships. Can't wait. But things are ready to go. We yeah. have a fight ready to go in whatever that little town is in the Southlands between Arendir and, uh, and Adar. Yep. Now we got you know a whole reinforcement crew. Galadriel's coming with from Numenor. She's got her little army coming. And the men are coming to help. That's it. Should be a good one next week. Yeah. You get the perfect mix too of like now you have that battle and then you keep going back and forth with Elrond. You know. Like that's, yep. that's more of kind right. of like storytelling. Yep. And then you, if you, if you yeah, keep bringing a couple back stories forth, together too, bring in yeah. the Hoffoots a little bit. You know yeah. I that mean? too. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Sprinkle them in. But definitely a strong ass episode. Like I said, either my favorite or my second favorite with last week. Both very good. Definitely set us up perfectly. We're ready to go now in these last yeah. three episodes. The show's gaining steam. It, Seri- it is. Serious steam. And you know, I've man, been very impressed by it. I know that, obviously, there's a lot going on right now. I know House of the Dragon is huge, and they're in the similar like vibe of shows. Obviously, House of the Dragon's a lot more intense. Bunch of, rated bunch of the same names, for Christ's sake. True. But me. there is not a lot of chatter going on about this show, I feel like. I feel no, like it's I just agree. getting... You know, kind of looked thrown over. aside. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've been impressed with that. I was worried. I was just, I was worried about it, but I, I think they've done a good job. A couple slow, maybe a little slow to begin with, but a lot of information setting the new table and stuff. You yeah, know what I, I mean, mean I think you got it though a little bit. We're in a different yeah. age. Everybody's thinking, you know, third yep. age. You gotta we gotta make some, you know, establish established pieces. Put them on the table. Yeah, you know, so. But uh, definitely excited. Definitely excited for next week. It's already coming soon. A couple days away. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, almost there, baby. <laughs> Hopefully ready for uh, hopefully some battling, you know what I mean? Ready to see what a- I want to see Adar in the like, actual battle. You know what I mean? I want to see. I hope he doesn't just send his orcs in. I hope that he actually Yeah, he's out there little, doing a little yeah, fighting. Yeah, I want to see what he can do cuz yeah. I have a feeling he might be a badass. Yeah, he's definitely pretty he's pretty uh savage. I mean, stab that one like arc, orc in the yeah yeah, 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 you know. So it kind of seems like he's being like nice to him and then he just pop pop. He looks like quick. he's just got like, all like the battle. At least, I mean, they're all scars. You don't know what they're from. But if they yeah. are from battle, it just seems like he's lived through some shit. You know yeah, what I exactly. mean? So I'm looking forward to seeing that, hopefully. But uh, good episode. Good episode. It's going to wrap Rings of Power. And then let's dive into our last one here, right? House of the Dragon, <laughs> baby. Episode number six. We are fresh off of our 10-year jump. We got our new actors and actresses in. Who I all thought did a really good job. I know obviously people were yeah, in love yeah. with the first step. Answered the call right away. Definitely. All did a really good job. I can't believe how much. I mean, I know in the trailers we've seen it, but Olivia Cook looks just like, I'm not sure of her name, but the original Allison actress. I mean, they look yeah. identical. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe it. The Raynara one looks a little different, but little still different. good enough, like very passable. I feel like a couple angles they look like exactly alike, and then on other shots, I'm like, eh, you yeah, know, but yeah, I freaking thought, Allison's though, my God, yeah, clones on point, clones on point, excellent casting. 
Uh, another good episode, though. Definitely another good one. Definitely. Kind of actually felt similar to Lord of the Rings in the sense that it set... I feel like this one set the table. Yeah. This one seems like... Ne- now it seems like next week might really kind of pop off a bit. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, I think so. What are we at? S- this seven? Next week will be seven. seven yeah. yeah. So it seemed like those first five, we were kind of almost getting introduced to all of our characters, trying to like develop kind of some some emotions for them and stuff, learn their history a little bit. Then we do this ten year leap, and now this one felt almost like it was setting the table for where we are now in this ten year leap. Right. And now things are gonna kind of start popping off to finish the season. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing I've I've noticed so far on this one is that it seems like, unlike the original Game of Thrones, you had kind of different sections. Everybody fucking hates each other. Yep. <laughs> like, there's not one group of people that like yep. a different one. Like. Everybody hates each other. Yeah. There's not a lot of good vibes going around. No. Not at all. Um, the actual name of this episode, The Princess and the Queen. So I feel like right away we kind of knew that we were in for a little bit of a clashing of the heads between Allison and Raynar. You know what I mean? Which I love. Yeah. Oh, me too. Um, we open up with Raynara on the birthing bed. And I usually don't really have a problem watching much of anything. Like, even the, the the episode one with the birthing scene in that. Oh, that was tough. I, I swear to God, the sounds in this scene from this week's episode yeah. bothered me more than the actual visuals did in episode. Oh, one. no way. <laughs> no, the first Dude, one still the first one was brutal. Yeah, oh, my God. I, I was uncomfortable on watching this one, too. Yeah. Those, she's like the squishing. Yeah, I know. I, know. The, I don't need to read Oh, my God. <laughs> it was awful. I turned up the volume on Sunday Night Football a little bit yeah. longer. Yeah. <laughs> that was going on the TV, TV for a second. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was... I mean, I don't know if it was a visual versus a hearing thing. I mean, my brain works differently, but those sounds were just like... I was like, okay, listen, I don't... I understand what's going on. I don't need those sounds. Yeah. I don't no, need them. I, I agree. I could have done without them, for sure. <laughs> those things were brutal. Right away, I was just like, okay, we're in... We're, Game of Thrones has started. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. How's the dragons? I gotta flip the switch a little. For yeah. real, yeah. Football, nine, football's nine, done. Nine, All right, nine, let's nine, get into nine, this nine, crazy nine, fucked up world we're in. You know what I mean? Uh, she gives birth to uh, looks like a little baby boy, nice and healthy, and instantaneously upon fucking coming out of the friggin' womb, doesn't even cut the umbilical cord yet. We're already summoned up to the queen's friggin' chambers. And right now I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. What? Why? No answer. She's like, all right, fine. If I'm going, I'm going too. If yeah. he's going, I'm going with him. What a gangster. Badass. What a gangster. Badass. Just fresh off the birthing birthing table, she gets up. They start trying to dress her and shit like that. She has the afterbirth, which is more the sound effects. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Lenor shows up like a total asshole, even though we, you know, we know he's, he fights for the other team. Yeah. But you would think, you know, this is your wife. You should be there to support yeah, her. Hold her, her hand through her it, support. you know what I mean? He wasn't even there. He pops in the door after everything's all done. Drinking with the boys. He probably heard the noises. He was like, yeah, I'm out of here. (laughs) For real. He goes, uh, goes, a boy, well done. Thanks, dickhead. Real real good, you know what I mean? Pat on the back. Nice job. And then he goes, uh, how, you know, are you in pain? And she's like, I see him in fucking pain. I took a lance through the shoulder once. Dude, shut the fuck up. Don't you compare your lance to the shoulder. It's a medieval birth. medieval birth, exactly. People died. People died doing this. Get the fuck out of here. My mom. My mom died doing this. Get out of here. Fucking A. Or her mom. I should say my mom. You know what I'm saying. Uh, but she's uh, Lainor's kind of helping her through to the queen's chambers. She's struggling to get up the steps. But Lainor at one point asked if we should like turn back. You know, like let's just she'll come to us. She's like, not unless you're gonna carry me down these fucking. Yeah, steps. already like three quarters of the way up. He's like, yeah, we'll turn around. She's a gangster. But you know, they struggle. They end up finally getting up there. They're in the queen's chambers, and of course, the queen Allison playing the role like always, trying to act all caring, like she didn't just summon this baby two seconds after being born. Like, oh, Renara, you shouldn't have come. Let me get you a seat. Here, sit yeah. down. Give me a pillow. Fuck. 
fuck you. <laughs> the king, we see the king looking awful. Look looking shit. Brutal. Surprised he's still around. No shit. I can't believe he made the jump. Yeah. Losing all of his hair, though, getting real bald. Uh, asked for the baby's name. Lenor, another douchey move, on top of already not being there and throwing in his stupid fucking wound to his shoulder. Just names the baby without even asking fucking his wife. Never in there. Just like, yeah, we're naming it Joffrey. Yeah, that fucked me up, too. Like, bro. What's going with Joffrey? I'm like, whoa. Dude. Hold on a second. Dude. What's. You're still upset about your lover? It was 10 years ago. No, I know. He was. Get over it. You oh. know what I mean? My God. Still he's, torn he's up. He's not the only guy. one. <laughs> you ain't kidding, bro. Yeah, Jesus. You ain't kidding. This is a salty, salty episode. Yeah. A lot, a lot of salt in this episode. A lot of salt in this one. But I was like, very, you know, very what the fuck day. I was like, yo, she just battled through this birth. You weren't even in the room. And you think you can just name this fucking thing? But then uh, Allison gets her hands on the fucking baby. And fucking, what does she do? Goes up to Lano and goes, hey, keep trying. Maybe one day you'll get one that looks like you. That got a chuckle out of me. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. It was a kill shot. Yeah, it was that a, was kill, a shot. kill shot. Turn that the was... gun sideways, kill shot, yeah. kill shot. Yeah. <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> stuff to bounce back from that. Tough that stuff. Yeah, I couldn't say anything. But like you said, pretty funny. That was a good, good, good clean <laughs> shot. Yeah, good, yep. just such Death a good, kill. yeah, exactly. Death kill right there, for, right in the first blow. You know what I mean? But uh, Rainara and Lena leave the room with their new babe. They're kind of heading on out. Rainara's like, "What the fuck? You're not even gonna ask me about you know naming the baby or whatever." And then we see as they're trailing away that she is just literally leaking blood all the way from the queen's room down this hallway. Yeah. I think she says it too. I'm, I'm the only one bleeding. True. Yeah, you're about. right. She yeah. does say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know what she was talking about, and then they take the corner, and I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't even think <laughs> oh. about that. That's a yeah. great call, dude. I didn't, my brain never even fucking tied that together. Yeah, I didn't. I was like, and then I saw the blood. I was like, oh, shit. She, she's, literally, she's literally walking around bleeding right yeah, now all yeah. through the castle. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. Good call. Good call. But what a gangster scene for right now. What oh, a way yeah. to open it up, man. Love the, love the other actor, this actress, or excuse me, the actress. This actress doing an excellent job, too, I feel. Love yeah. the character, you know? Yep. Definitely, definitely not. Like we said, seamless. The filling, there was I, no problems at all with this time jump at all. Not even just, not from the actors, not from this understanding of the story. Everything they did this week. It was really sort well. of like another little reset this week. Like, yeah. you know, a couple, couple people have moved on. Like, I know the, you know, the his, whatever, his chamber or his council, King's Council or yep. whatever. I think a couple people have been shuffled out. But I feel yep. like it was like a quick little reset. You kind of know what's going on. I feel like they just got right into the important stuff. Yeah. Like, Rhaenyra's have, has two here's kids. The, here's the kids. Here's, yeah, exactly. Here's the future. Here's the kids. Yeah. This is, you know, I mean, this is what yep. we got going on. That's so. actually where we go to right here. We go to Raynara's chambers. We find out that she's got two other boys. So we got three, three lads, three lads. Three. And it turns out all three of these kids got brown ass hair. They have yeah. brown, brown, brown hair. And who else is in the chamber along with Raynara and Lenor? But Sir Harwin Strong. Oh shit. Good for him. Seems like we found out maybe where these kids are coming from. We were curious. I was curious. I was thinking maybe her and Cole made up or something like that. I I thought the same thing, too. I thought something had gone on because, uh, well, he sees her. He's outside the queen's chambers, right? When, yes. When she shows up. Cole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He so, just says princess. Like yeah, he just, boy, so. he's just being a little, I don't know what he's doing. But, yeah, um, he's going to pop off in a minute. Yeah, he, he does go a little. But um, Viserys, when he takes the baby, I think they say it in the books about the Strong's nose. You know, he says, oh, I think he's got his father's nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. saying that about Lenor. But I think in the books, the Strong's are known to have like a certain, like their nose or something. Oh, no it's, like, shit. what's supposed to be passing along. So yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they're doing a little nod to the books, you know? I got you. I got you. I got you. So, yeah, see, we find out, you know, 
three boys. It seems like Sir Holland Strong's the dad of all three of them because they look alike. They all, I mean, aside, we don't know what the baby really looks like. We know he has brown hair, but the other two look identical. Yeah. Um, he's commander of the city watch now. He took up uh, Damon's old job. He's in, he's in charge of the city watch. And then we also see that they are bringing in a dragon egg for the baby, for the babes, which was cool. I love seeing the dragon eggs, especially just like it reminds me of Daenerys all over again. Yeah. But it seems like we're going to have another little dragon rider. We go to the dragon pits. Cool scene. I liked this scene a lot. First time we, well, not the first time, but the first time in Hot Dragon, at least, in House of the Dragon, that we got a baby dragon. Yeah, a little, uh, little first guy. First time, yeah. Oh, since, uh, little, guy. little guy dragon wise. Yeah, since Daenerys is three, like in you know, early on when they were first hatched and stuff. Yep, like that. yep, yeah. Uh, so it's been a while since we've you know, seen a little dragon. But uh, Rhaenyra's oldest son, uh, Jaceres, he's kind of getting trained on how to command his dragon. He's got a dragon, uh, Vermax. Cool name. Good name. Yep. Um, so, you know, he, he he's a dragon rider, we find out right away. He's able to, they bring in a goat. That he's able to yeah. basically give the give the. Jukars. It's always a goat. It's Jurassic Park. Dra- yeah, come on. <laughs> I thought that was kind of weird, though. I'm like, this is how you're training, like the dragon. Like, shouldn't the dragon kind of be learning how to? You like... should be hunting for that. Goat. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. You know what I mean? I get that we're teaching it commands. So it's maybe more that's about how we got to do right it. Now. Yeah, maybe. Then, yeah, yeah, that's a good call. Discipline actually, yeah, that makes sense. Once Putting you get the that... treat in front of his face, don't eat it yet. Right. Yeah, exactly. I got exactly. you. That's the only thing I can think of. I like that. That's good. Um. But we see that uh, Amon and Aegon are also down there. And we see that Amon is not a dragon rider. Or we find out basically because Aegon's kind of teasing him. Him and uh, Renara's other son yep. kind of poking fun at him. They say, hey, you're the only one who's not a dragon. So we went and we found you one of your own. And he's like, oh, really sick. Like, what is it? And sure enough, they get him a fucking pig and they dress it up <laughs> full blown, gave him the wings and everything. Gave him the wings, gave him. Talking some shit, yep. So we see right away already that Aegon, now that he's grown up, we saw his birth in you know, the first couple of episodes, he's already kind of, he's got the white hair, and he just right away kind of seems cunty. Oh, yeah. Right, sure. o- right away, it just kind of seems cunty. He, also, he looks and acts like Daenerys' brother, Wicked Bad. Yes, he does. Like, an, like a twat. I think that's kind of what they're almost, yeah. that vibe, you know what I mean? Looks like he'd be as a kid and acts like a twat. Yep. Um, but so we find out, you know, like I said, Rhaenyra's two boys, or at least... One of the oldest boy, he's got his dragon. Aegon's got a dragon. Amon's without one. And he, after being teased, kind of lingers around in the pit for a minute by himself and everybody else leaves. And then he decides to go deep down, goes diving into that pit, goes down, and basically stumbles across a mean dragon. We don't, I can't see exactly which one it is, but he just lets out a fucking roar and he just yeah, hightails it the fuck I, out of it. I didn't know what dragon that was or why he was like loose down there. I think, well, like, in this, that's where kind of, like, when they're not being ridden and shit, that's kind of where they, like, chill. They're just chilling in the yeah, pits. Yeah, yeah, They sleep in there. They eat in there and shit like that. Okay. It's like their fucking home base. All right, all right. He's a um, big motherfucker. He is. Yeah, yeah, was. yeah, yeah. Big that shot was in the trailer a lot, too. I remember seeing it. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that from the trailer. Like, I, just that scene of him just, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blowing the uh, fire down yeah. the Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it seems like, you know, Amon's definitely a little salty. A little salty that he doesn't have a dragon. He wants one of his own. Yep. He's gonna have to try to get him. one the, the try to get one the hard way. Yeah, yeah. Um, we go to Allison, and she is chilling with uh, her daughter, who is a fucking weirdo. That was the only takeaway I had from like really her daughter. She doesn't do much in this episode, but she's playing with some little like polywog looking tadpole thing, uh, and she's just being weird about it. Yeah, Helena. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just being fucking weird though. She reminds me of, like a kid from a horror movie who's like possessed or something. The whole scene. Yeah. But um, 
Freaking Amon comes on in with one of the one of the king's god, and the king's god kind of says, "Hey, you know, he was down in the dragon pits again by himself, down too far where he shouldn't be." So apparently, this is a regular thing. Allison kind of starts scolding him a little bit, but then he's like, "Dude, I was getting bullied. They were all fucking. They gave me a pig, you know what I mean?" Yeah. So Allison's like, "All right, what the fuck? I'm going to the king." She kind of tells him what's going on. Like, you know, the boys are bullying him again, yada yada yada, and then she's gonna mention, kind of lets it slip. She's like, "I don't even know how." Raynara's son's eggs ever like pop basically oh yeah she says it's a it's a like, I don't even know how like how they ended up basically you know coming out of their shell yeah, some of the eggs never pop basically they just stay it's in all she says like a, it's a wonder that the eggs ever hatched or something yes thank yeah. you yes it's exactly what she says yeah. and the king's kind of like well what the fuck you saying you know what I mean right and she kind of suggests like well you know like they're fucking not yeah, her they don't like, have blonde hair blue right. eyes they don't look Come on, man. Yeah, come, on, man. come on, man. Come on, yo. She was Jesus sleeping Christ. around a little bit. Elf in the room. Too? Yeah. No arm, no face. Dragon in the room here. Come on. Yeah, come the on. king ain't buying it, though. The king gives her a little story about some horses that he had back in the day. Oh, the, One was like silver head. Silver, gave a, silver gave a man. Yeah. He ain't having it. He's totally, uh, he's backing his daughter, you know he what just, I mean? He just doesn't want to deal with any of that shit. He just wants to build that model city of Valeria and just <laughs> hang out. Yeah, just hang out, hang out in his room, you know? Big model train set vibes from the is, Does he not buy it or does, shit, is he just shit. like, just knows it and he's just like playing it off? I think he's just in denial. I think it's because it's his daughter. Yeah, like he, he loves know, her. like he knows it and he's just like, oh, at the end of the day, we're never going to admit it. But like, yeah. I know what, you know what I mean? Yep. yep. It just seems like he's this old and doesn't care anymore. That too. I mean, he's you know, he is things. fucking dying. He just seems seem like, like not a very He's just fed up with all this nonsense. <laughs> he's fed up yeah, with all the bullshit throughout the he's years. He's looking real frail now. Too. Oh, terrible now. Terrible. Tells Allison, don't ever bring this up again. Don't ever bring this up again. I think she said that she. I think she mentioned that she already brought it up once, and he didn't want to hear it that time either. So all right, that's it. Two strikes. That's it. Three strikes. You're out of here. Um, Allison is now kind of annoyed with the king, kind of blowing her off. She's gonna go with Cole, like we were kind of mentioning earlier. They're gonna go on a little walk. Alice, uh, Allison's expressing her frustrations, and then in Cole acting like a salty bitch, just starts going on a tirade, just chewing out Raynara, and then all the way at the end, calls her a cunt. Yeah. And it's like a record scratch moment, even then. Allison, yeah. Allison's mad too, but all of a sudden she even kind of stops. She's like, whoa. Yeah. Too far. Like, whoa. <laughs> See, that's why I can't, I, first of all, I can't get a read on her. Because obviously, like, she, her and Rhaenyra have got the, the beef going on right now. But is it, like, she's still, like, like, he'll disrespect her like that. And she'll, like, be like, all right, like, you're going too far. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So I feel like there's a little bit of mutual respect there. But yeah, Cole, I was a huge fan of him the first couple episodes. And then he just... What a fall. Talk about it. Yeah, another 180. Tough. Like Fell off worse than She-Hulk. Oh, man. He's a... Uh, like, I don't want to say he's like Jon Snow almost, but like that character... He's a bit of a simp. Yeah. Like, I don't hate yeah, it. He's yeah, a bit of a like, simp. Kind of just, I was like, oh, my God. Come on, man. You know? like Just salty. Jon Snow had a little bit more balls. Years. Yeah, for sure. It's been 10 years. Yeah. Let yeah. it go. Now he's like a little, like, just a snake now. Go out there, like, go out there and get some strange ass. Go out there and get some strange ass. Get some strange ass. Like, you're a good-looking young guy. Go out there and get some ass. Come on, man. Wait, I get it. Just get over it, brother. Come well, on. Oh, no, he can't anymore because, right, he's got the... It wasn't that his big thing? Technically, he can't. He's yeah. the king's god. Yeah, but who the fuck follows Actually, the rules? Actually, I don't even... No, no, they might not be even allowed to bang. I don't know. I, I thought that's what it... That. Yeah, I thought that's what his They're big thing was. They're not allowed to take a wife. They're not allowed to take a family. Very much like the Night's Watch. No yeah. wife, no family. I don't know if their thing... Actually, remember like how Samwell brings up the Jon Snow? He's like, actually, 
the code never really says anything specific about having sex. He just says, yeah. no wife, no kids. Yeah, it's I'm true. not sure if the King's God's kind of a similar thing like that, or if it's straight up like, you ain't fucking either. Right, <laughs> right. I, I don't know. Uh, from there, we go to one of the wildest scenes in Game of Thrones, which is why I think so many of us love it. It's definitely why I love it. But we go to a familiar a familiar arch window that we've seen, I think, before. I'm not sure if it's the same window oh, or if it's maybe just <laughs> all of the windows in this part of the keep look the same. But we open up, and Aegon friggin' is just bare-assed, ass-naked, standing out the window, just literally jerking off. Snapping the carrot real quick out the window. Looking like Roman Roy from Succession. <laughs> like, that's, that's what it reminded me of, Wicked Bad, if you've seen that. Oh, man. I haven't seen it, but... If this if, kid didn't seem like enough of a cunt in the dragon pit... He's yeah, literally he's just, coming on the people of King's Land. Yeah. It, I couldn't believe the scene, to be honest with you. Just like, it it, it looked was like, a wild. Yeah, it looked like the uh, like you were saying, the same window that we've seen before. And then that Tommen like, jumps out of it. Yeah. Looks exactly. Almost exactly I thought that's same. what was going on. And then like it was like, all right, no, that's not what's going on at all. Right <laughs> oh. now. Like, shit, I think I would have rather had the other thing happen. Like, yeah. But... Even if it wasn't the same window, just the way that they filmed it the same way was a great, yeah. great callback. Looked, great, looked subtle, like, like nod. It. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was a really nice move. I thought that at least was pretty funny. But Allison comes in, interrupts him mid-session, doesn't even get to finish. But Allison is literally not even remotely phased by yeah. what she just saw. Like, yeah, does not bat an eye. Like, this has got to be something that happens regularly. This kid's just an asshole. You can just tell. He's just a little... Game twat. of Thrones world, and nothing is just, you know... Yeah. Nothing's... I don't even know. Nothing's out of the out realm of, the of possibility. Yeah, nothing's <laughs> out of the question. That was a wild one. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was a wild one. Uh, she calls him out, though, for basically, you know, bullying her, bullying her, his brother, her son, earlier on in the day, down in the dragon pits. He blames him on Reynard's boys. And she's basically like, yo, like, if you want to, you know, he calls him a twat, too, which I thought was kind of funny. But if you want to bully your brother, like, in privacy when we're just here, like, fine, whatever, I don't care. But, like, when we're in public, you have to, like, protect this name, our family, your, right. you know what I mean? He's got to be your brother. You got no, no bullying him in front of the other kids and shit. And then she kind of starts giving him his first teaching lessons, which I don't know why she waited this long. Because if he maybe started teaching him earlier, he wouldn't be such a twat that he is. He wouldn't be jacking off out in the yeah, really, yeah. Well, shit. From the 60th floor. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. From downtown, yeah. It's like, oh my God. Like, you gotta think some people are looking up in the sky. No like, kidding, To check dude. out the sun. Just oh see, my. just see, like, yeah, no shit. 13 year old kid just oh my God. finding his puberty. Uh, but you know, she's kind of saying, hey, listen, like, Reynard's gonna be ruined soon. And when that happens, you're gonna be a threat. And he goes, like, you can tell he has, like, no interest in the whole Game of Thrones. Like, the, pol the political game, like, the family he was born into. Doesn't really seem to interest him. Like, he just wants to kind of fuck around. Or he doesn't phone. get it. He might not get it. You yeah, know what I mean? He just kind of seems like, I don't really fucking care. He's like, all right, I won't challenge her then. And she's like, you don't get it, you idiot. You're going to be the challenge. Your existence right. is the challenge. Is the challenge. So basically kind of teaching him up, trying to get him ready for eventually, you know, a possible takeover of air. You know what I mean? First first little teaching lesson we see for, Grooming for, him. for Aegon. But like I said, is it already too little too late? Because this kid already seems like Viserys or Joffrey mixed. You know what I mean? This kid seems like an asshole. Yeah, he's a little he's a little cooked. How old was um Tommen when he when he took over? He was pretty young. Though. Uh, like I think in the books it's like twelve. So yeah, yeah probably around twelve. 13, yeah, so like probably that. the same 12, in, the, in the show, I guess I would assume. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of when uh, what's his name started teaching him. Uh, oh yeah, Tywin yeah, Lannister. Yeah, yeah, Tywin, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's when he got his hands on him at first. Yeah. Which just even to think about that, like we're talking Game of Thrones, like he was like thirteen maybe when he took the throne, and 
Lady Marjorie came in in no time. She's like, let me get that 13-year-old cock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Game of Thrones. 9 o'clock oh, on Sundays. you got to flip the switch. You know? And the funniest thing always is to think the guy that wrote this is just, I don't get me wrong, thank you, George, but just this big fucking slob of a human being just sitting there like laughing to himself while he writes like the belly's in the belly button yeah just like "Mm -hmm, that's the good stuff right there and she's gonna bang his niece (laughs) it's always so fucked up to think about um but from there we're gonna go to a pretty cool little scene we're gonna go to uh damon and his new wife they were flirting a little bit at the end of the wedding there or the beginning of the wedding a little there it seems that uh, Damon has now married the uh, the Lady Lena from House Valerian. And it turns out, Luki didn't want to spoil it for us. Good on him last week. I you know, was like, Lena's not a dragon rider, huh? And he's like, no, not yet. Or he didn't say not yet. He just said no. Turns out he knew already, not yet. She eventually is going to become one. Sure enough, she's got a dragon of her own now. She's riding the dragons. They're flying over. We don't know where it is yet. Vagar, too. Yeah, yeah, the big one. I, tra- I looked that up today. I I was trying to, because I think they were saying it's the biggest one out there. And the then biggest one left. It's the, the one that she asked left about. That's from old Valeria. Yeah, it's the one she asked about at the, uh, in the, in first, the, or the yep. first or second episode when her when and Viserys. Yeah, yeah. So. Good little foreshadow. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty cool. You know, bring him in. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, you know, cool scene. Definitely always looks sick when they're just flying around. They were having some fun, basically. She does a little uh, little Dracarys of her own, basically, as she's in front of Damon, and Damon just flies right through yeah. the fire, completely unburnt. Pretty cool little scene. Yep. Um, it turns out that they are in Pentos, which is actually where the Targaryen story starts for us in Game of Thrones. Yep. That's where Daenerys and Viserys are chilling. They're in Pentos. Yep. That's where uh, they are. They have two daughters, it turns out. Uh, one of them is a dragon rider as well, we see. And it turns out that the people of Pentos that are, you know, treating them as guests are offering them a permanent stay. They can be treated basically like royalty forever. Right. Uh, all that they ask in return is that it turns out the triarchy is still, even though they lost in the Stepstones, the triarchy 10 years later is still out and about. And basically they say, you know, if the triarchy comes here for Pentos, we need your dragons to help defend us. Right. And Damon's like, hey, that sounds like not a bad little deal. We'll consider it. Yeah. And Lena's like, what? We'll consider it. Like, kind of annoyed by the whole thing. Uh, interesting. In Pentos, like I said, I like that, you know, little callback. Like I said, the Game of Thrones to where the Targaryen story started. Yeah, exactly. A little callback. Like you said, a little give and take. Damon's got the dragons. We'll treat you like a king, but you got to get our back when, when, you know, shit hits the fan. But I, I feel like Damon is just, uh, like, Lady Lena says it. Like, that's not him you know he doesn't want to just sit around and and you know yeah be fed grapes basically and live a lavish life you know so yep. he wants he wants all the the glitz and the glamour he wants the battles the throne yeah all the stories he wants the songs about it. exactly he wants to live a life worth telling about right um but like i said it seems like Lena's a little annoyed it seems like she's kind of ready to hit the road and get back to westeros uh we go to the training ground cool little scene we're back in king's landing we see Cole is in the training ground. He's training up Allison's kids. Rhaenyra's kids are there, too. He's just completely ignoring them. Just, like, working with Aegon and Aemon, ignoring the two boys of Rhaenyra's. Sir Harwin kind of just calls him out on that. Not even in a rude way, either. Not even, like, aggressively. Not, like, in a dickish fashion. Nope. Just literally, like, hey, I think all the kids in the ground could use your expertise. Literally, like, just like that, pretty much. And sure enough... Cole being just the cunt that he is, he's like, all right, sure, let's fucking treat everyone the same. All right, 
gets the two eldest boys, even though they're not like the same age. Aegon's clearly older, he's clearly bigger, he's clearly the better fighter, he's more experienced. Way more skilled. You put Aegon up against Jaceres, and Sir Harwin even says as much, like, does that really seem fair? And Cole, a fucking cunt to him again. He's just like, well, you know, you've never seen real battle experience, but you would know if you did that it's not always an even battle, you know what I mean? He is right, but he's definitely... He's so sorry. Player. If you're gonna be like this, like, just go to the wall or oh, something. We, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> go like, just, 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 just go to the Night's Watch or something. Like, live the rest of your life. Get out of here. I love that. You're gonna be a little salty bitch, go to the wall. Um, drag everybody else down with you. But Aegon and Jaceres have a little battle, and Aegon gets the better of him at first. You know, like we said, the more experienced kid, he's older, bigger. Yeah. But then fucking Jaceres, he shows that he's got a little bit of that that rage in him. He can kind of yeah. let loose a little bit. Yeah. Gets up, starts fucking coming at him hard. Next thing you know, Aegon pulls a little fast one, throws a dummy on him, has to pull a little evasive maneuver to basically get out of the way. So it yeah. seems like a pretty even fight. Aegon was fighting dirty. Yeah, he was. Yeah, but it's all right. It's a street fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then he kind of uh, he gets the the last the last laugh sorta. He gets Jaceres down, and he kind of looks over like, all right, I did my job, I won. And then Kristen Cole's like, keep him on the fucking ground, keep attacking. So he kind of just keeps hammering him until Sir Harwin finally comes and puts his hands on the prince, moves friggin' Aegon, and he's like, yo, come on, Cole, is this what you're fucking teaching? Right. What does Cole do? He goes. Well, that's kind of weird that you would defend someone like that. That's what someone would do if it was, like, their brother or their father or their son. Yeah. Fuck it's actually a pretty good move. I don't know. I hey, was... he worked. Oh, he knew what he was worked. doing. Yeah, I think he was just looking to get a reaction. Yep. Yeah. Basically just confirming what was going on, you know. He, he's been scheming with Allison. What does Sir Harwin do? Fucking just lights him up, starts fucking hitting him. Yeah. And like you said, fucking Cole sits there like the fucking Joker, basically, dude, from Batman. Just like, yeah, come on and hit me. Yeah, I know. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. <laughs> uh, Doesn't even fight back at all, just takes it. He's just like, yeah, that's what I thought. Like, I fucking, I knew it. Everybody knew it, but that's proof right there. You know what I mean? So now he's putting hands on the king's god and on the prince. Bad, bad, yep. bad, bad move by Sir Harwin. Yeah, you know just I mean? expose his hand, like you said. Just True, basically yeah. confirming what it is in front of the king and, yeah. and the hand, his dad, you know? Yeah. So but to be, all right, to be honest, though, if hypothetically speaking, let's say that it was actually a lie. Let's say Sir Harwin wasn't actually the dad of those kids, right? If, if someone says that, you still kind of have to react sort of in that same way. That is like a colossal fucking accusation. That's like yeah, well, that's I, death, exile. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's treason. Exactly, yeah, it's treason. So High like the lose lose situation, right? So for him, like even, like I said, hypothetically, we know it is true. But even if it wasn't, he's probably gonna react kind of in a similar way. No, I agree. I don't think he's gonna just like laugh it off, like oh yeah, oh, I'm the fucking dead. Real good joke, Cole. Yeah, you know exactly. I, mean? <laughs> I don't know. Good one. Yeah, good one. Yeah, right. I think no matter what, you kind of gotta. Yeah, you gotta have some sort of reaction there, right? Yeah. Because, like I said, that's death, that's exile, but not for you, for the kids, for Raynar, the whole right. thing. You know what right. I mean? Um, we go to Raynar and Lenor. Uh, Raynar is friggin' kind of just dealing with the the post birth pain. She's still hurting a bit. You know what I mean? And Lenor shows up. He's fucking singing the high heavens with his new drinking buddy, his new battle buddy. I'm assuming his new butt buddy. But uh, basically, fucking. Right now, I was like, all right, get your, get your new friend out of here. We got to have a conversation. 
Lano is all excited because war is re-rising in the steps. He does crack me up though. Just comes in all happy. She's yeah. Like, hey, what's up? She's like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Just no down shit. at the pub. He's just, yeah. you know, just down at the pub. She's sitting here just like exhausted, sweating in pain, and she's yeah. just having a fucking ball. He's just drinking beer, sharing war stories. Yeah. Like, singing, oh, I can't wait, can't wait to get back out there, dust off my old shield. Yeah. Reminds me of Jamie a little bit in that sense, where I'm just like, oh, there's a battle coming. Like I can finally go do what I'm meant to go yeah. do again. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't wait to get out there on the seas. Yep. Uh, right now, I made a good line here. She's like, where have you been? What are you out there? Guzzling all the drinks and guzzling whatever else. So I was just like, oh, 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 that's a good one. Kill shot. Kill shot. That's a kill shot. He's been taking shots all episode. Yeah. Uh, but right now, it's like basically like, shots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I see what yeah, you yes. did yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Renard's like, bro, are you joking? She's like, dude, people are questioning the lineage of your children. You ain't fucking leaving to go fucking battle on the fucking stepstones. You know what I mean? Renard's like, bro, what are you talking about? I've been playing my role for 10 years. You know what I mean? She's like, dude, you ain't been, you've been playing your role. You've been having a good time. Right. You've been fucking drinking the best wines. You've been living in the nicest beds. You've been fucking the best boys in town. You've been having a fucking thrill. Just right. like we agreed upon. Right, right. But for 10 years, too, like, that's that's a good amount of time yeah. to, to be doing that. You're living like a good that. life. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I got to get back out there. She's like, no, 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 things are going bad. You got to stay right here. He's like, nah, dude, when the fucking, the good sailor, when the seas stop, you know, rising, it's time to get out yeah, of here before exactly. the storm comes. Right. And then she drops the C word. I command you to stay here. As princess and heir to the Iron Throne, I command you. And Lena, he's a, he's a knight. Bends the knee. Yeah, he's a knight. Damn right. Bends the knee right there. Yeah. Not happy about it, but he's just like, all right, fuck it. That's what you're going to do. That's what you're going to do. You know what I mean? Duty calls. Um, then we go to uh, Lena. Lena and uh, her daughter, which I looked up. Her daughter's two names. You have, so you have Lena, and then you have Reina, and what is the other one? Belena. Uh, yeah, Belena. For the love of God. My God. How big of an asshole can you be to... I mean, Jesus. No, the names, the names are getting tough for me. Imagine living in that house trying to call one of them, every one of them, and be like, huh, wow, what's going on? Uh, but we find out that the youngest daughter. Uh, is that going to do that thing? I did see him the last time. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. Pretty funny. Oh, I'm looking forward to fucking doing Andor on Thursday too, buddy. Yeah, I got to see the third one still. But uh, I did do the first two. Oh, did it's you? It's very good, yeah. I still have to dive into all three. I'm going to be doing that tomorrow. I'm going to be diving into all three. I got to rewatch just to get, you know, yeah. get the notes down and all that. But Always good, always good to do yeah, a rewatch. Yeah, it's been good so far. Sir. 
All right. And we are back. Uh, so you're saying, Lena's talking to her youngest daughter, and we find out that her egg has not hatched. Her, the oldest, the oldest daughter, her egg hatched. We have a, a new rider in the family, along with Lena, who now claimed her dragon like we saw. But the youngest daughter still doesn't have hers. Her egg hasn't hatched. Lena basically explains that that happens sometimes. But just because your egg didn't hatch, that doesn't mean that this is the end-all, be-all. For instance, look at me. I didn't have a dragon growing up. And then at 15 years old, I claimed Vega. So biggest kind of, dragon in middle. Uh, oh, I almost said Middle Earth. <laughs> <That's curious. laughs> Westeros. I mean, it probably would be. <laughs> yeah, probably, <laughs> probably, probably would be. be. Uh, but you know, kind of already, I would say a little bit of maybe a little foreshadowing, kind of sprinkling in right there that maybe she's gonna have to claim a dragon of her own the old-fashioned way, yeah. just like her mother did, rather than having you know one just basically gifted to her. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but then she's gonna go. Lena's uh, Lena's gonna leave. She's gonna go talk to Damon now, and she's gonna kind of. First, she actually tells, funny, first she tells him about Raynar. Hey, you know, your uh, your niece just had another kid. He right away goes, that uh, that your brother happened to mention if it strikes an odd resemblance to the new commander of the King's Guard. Or the new uh, commander of the City Watch, I'm sorry. And she's like, no, he didn't, he failed to mention that, Papa. Good call. <laughs> she likes it. She's got a little smirk on. She's like, good one. Being married to David must have been a pretty good time, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Probably pretty fun. Um, but she kind of says, you know, listen, I, I don't. I don't want to spend my days here. She's like, you don't want to spend your days here. You're built for more. I want to go back to my family. I miss my family. I think you miss your family too. Damon's like, I don't miss anything but the strong line. That's it. I don't miss a damn thing. And then uh, she's going to kind of mention like, you know, like I said, she misses her family. She wants to go back home and she doesn't want to die here. She wants to die in her home. She wants to give birth. She's pregnant. She's yep. a third kid. She, says she wants to give birth to her third kid at home with her family. And eventually when the day comes, she wants to die a dragon rider's death. In battle, on dragon back, the way that it was meant to be. Nope. They're meant for more than this, you know what I mean? She kind of just leaves Damon with that, kind of to think about it. Because he, he kind of likes it. He seems like he, he's like, you know, we have a good here. He's like, we're, we're here as guests. We've been offered permanent guestship, which means we're free of all the responsibilities and the politics and the garbage that we have to deal with at Westeros. Right. We don't got to deal with any of that shit. We can just kind of be here, chill, drink wine, eat grapes, fucking go into the city... Have a good life, you know what yeah. I mean? She wants more. I mean, I don't blame her, you know? Yeah. I understand where he's coming from, but like you said, they're guests there, sort of strangers there. It's only them and yeah. their dragons and the two kids, or to be three. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's I'd probably want to be out, too. Yeah, know? obviously her family, She's got a, she's got a big family, you know what I mean? No. They're all still kicking around. She probably wants to meet them, you know what I mean? Her kids, I'd, I'm sure she would like her kids to be chilling with her brother's kids. You know what I'm saying? Right, but right. Even though they're not technically yeah. his kids, but you know what I'm saying. Um, we go to... Yeah, we're going to be wrapping up anyways. Uh, so we go to the High Council meeting. And this is a nice little, like we said in the title, Queen versus Princess. Alicent and uh, Reynara are just going to battle on every single topic. There's some issues going on up in the north. You know what I mean? Between all those houses, Glovers, Blackwoods, Blackfires. They're having some issues. Allison's like, just let them be. They'll figure it out. Renard's like, listen, they've been at war for forever. We got to go and do something about it. She's annoyed. Then they mention the Stepstones is still going on. Ten years later, this problem is still coming up. You know what I mean? 
Reynaga kind of blames them. She's like, well, we didn't send any troops or any ships or anything to claim the land. What the fuck do you guys think was going to happen? Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Let's just go back to the king, too. Like yeah, I said, like how bad he was. Just like, if you would have squashed this 10 years ago, yeah. this wouldn't be an issue right now. And he's annoyed by it, too, Seth. He's like, oh, we're still dealing with this 10 years later. It's like, we're dealing with it because of you. Yeah, right. yeah. No, someone hasn't taken care of that for me. Yeah. <laughs> You're the fucking king. Like, the what are you talking about? I mean, your brother did. His brother did. His brother yeah. took care of it. He never did anything to, to keep, you know, maintain down there. So That's very, very true. Um... And then they're gonna. It makes it seem like they were kind of settling up this meeting. All right, we're all out of here. And then Renaud is like, "Hang on, everybody. Let's all sit down. I want to talk to you guys for a second. She apologizes to Allison. She says, "Hey, I know our families have been having a lot of problems. A lot of we've been at strife lately. I want to apologize on behalf of my family for any of that animosity that we caused. That's from our behalf." She goes, "We have family. Let's rule together." My son, Jaceres, is in line to be heir after me. Let's wed him to your daughter, Helena. They can rule together. Our families can rule together. Good, the pro- king, good proposal. Hell yeah. The king fucking loves it. Rainari actually even doubles down. She says that if the dragon gives birth to any more eggs, that they can have their pick of the litter for Prince Amon. So Amon, who's dragonless, like we saw earlier, he can get a dragon, which is a great offer. You know what I'm saying? I agree. The king loves it. The king, kind of like the dopey idiot, he's like, this is great. Yes, let's yeah. keep marrying our family to each other. This is he lovely. He doesn't it. want to deal That'll with fix it. everything. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Allison uses poor Reynara, her, uh, her lactating breast just leaking all over the high council meeting. And Allison's like, all right, this is a good time for me to get up and get out of here. But we'll consider your offer. Thank you. And she goes with the king. They kind of go to their little chamber or whatever. And she kind of is like, you know, isn't it funny how these offers start coming when, when she's desperate? You know what I mean? Right. And the king's like, this is a good deal. Like, let's put an end to this fucking squabbling. You know what I mean? Like, let's settle this shit. It's not wrong either, you know? No, for real. It ends everything right there. Yep. Everything's taken care of. Yep. Uh, but they get interrupted. They get interrupted by Mr. Lord Strong, the hand of the king, the new hand of the king that we've seen. He's been handing out for 10 years. And he looks a little stressed out, too, after this 10-year jump. He's lost some hair himself. He's yeah. quite bald now compared yeah. to when the last time we saw him. But he comes in, and he says that he needs to step down his hand of the king. He says that there's a shadow over his family, uh, that Sir Harwin has just, you know, with the beatdown of Sir Cole, has just caused, you know, a black mark on the family. He can't be truly honorable and do his job the right way. He's got to step down. Can't give unbiased opinions, basically what he says. Right. The king's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, you're the only guy who's actually been a stand-up dude that's actually given me good shit. You've been serving me well for 10 years. Like, why? What black mark? Like, wants it plain. Tell me. Tell me it. Say it to my face. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> and Lord Strong can't do it. He's, he's like, mm, no. Nope. Which we know Otto would have. Otto definitely would have. It's what got his ass tossed out to begin with was telling the hard truth. You know what I mean? I mean... So strong ain't about that. He ain't gonna get you know strung up for treachery or anything like right, that. Right. He's like, nah, I ain't about it. So the king's like, fine. If you can't tell me what it is, then you, I don't accept it. You're still my hand. So strong's like, all right, fine. He's like, at least let me bring my son back to uh, to uh, Harren Hall. To Harren Hall. Thank you. Yep. Uh, to Harren Hall. He's gonna be. He's the heir of Harren Hall. He's gone now. He's been exiled. He's done out the city. He's out. He's kicked out of the city watch. I'm gonna go at least bring him home. The king says, all right. That we can do. You know what I mean? That I can allow, I guess. Um, so still the hand, you know what I mean? He's heading now. He's going to be taking his son home. We go to Allison and Mr. Ski's Ball, the club foot. Laris. They're having a little meal. 
Allison uh, tells Clubfoot that his father tried basically to resign, tells him exactly what happened, and uh, says that, you know, the king said, no, you ain't, ain't happening that way. And she mentions that, you know, Otto would have, exactly like I said, would have told the king the hard truth. And the guy, Laris, kind of goes, yeah, he would have been impartial too, though. She's like, yeah, but he would have been impartial to me. Right. First kind of real sign that we're seeing that Allison's now playing for herself. Like, she's got her own team, you know what I'm saying? Right. Which I thought was interesting. I was like, okay, you're starting to learn. You're starting to play yeah. the game now, yeah. man. You get oh, it. She's you know definitely playing it now. Big time, yeah. yeah. Ten-year jump, I, you know, I think. Big time. That was an interesting line to me just because it was the first real, like, all right. She's she's a force now. She's right. starting to get it. Um, but she asks, in all of King's Landing, is there anyone that's you know truly there to take her side? And that's when this that scene kind of ends. But you know the clubfoot's going to be up to something. Sure enough, we stay with him. The clubfoot goes down to the the prisons of King's Landing, finds a couple of real shitheads, a murderer, a couple of other people. They're all death. Uh, they're all like going to be on death row basically. They're all yep. sentenced to death. And he goes, hey, I'll give you guys a chance at mercy. You just got to do a little job for me. And they're like, uh, all right, you know what I mean? Sure. We don't see what the deed's going to be, but we do see Clubfoot takes all of their fucking tongues. Yeah, that was tough. That was another tough one for them. Yeah, that was brutal. Whatever the deed's going to be that they're going to be sent on, they're not going to be able to talk about it afterwards. Yep. Just like you're on It's a pretty significant uh, step to ensure that that doesn't happen. <laughs> That's right, baby. Best way to make sure no one can fucking double cross. I, I hate right, Clubfoot, yeah. but he's... he's He's a good yeah, I gotta respect the uh yeah, his his scheming is is pretty top notch for sure. More body pot dismemberments than game of uh, House of the Dragon, saw some tongues just whoosh, yeah. just like butter. Just like Oh ooh. yeah. At least so they heated the knife up before, you know? Like, yeah, you know. They're gonna be his new soldiers. They wanted to do it as effortlessly and yeah. painlessly as possible, no, you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Take their tongues in the best way. So we'll have to see what they're gonna be up to for this deed to gain their mercy. Um we go to Pentos, back to Pentos, and we see that Lena is on the birthing bed. She's she's giving birth. Unlike Lenor, he couldn't be there to watch. Damon, he's staying with his girl. He's in the room. He's, he's there to be supportive, you know what I mean? But unfortunately, he finds himself in the exact same predicament that King Viserys, his brother, found himself in in episode one. The baby just will not come out, no matter what the maces are doing. And basically, it comes down to... What can we do? Can we save the baby? We can't save her. We got to make a decision. And Damon doesn't make the decision yet. We don't see him make the decision. We do see that Lena, though, unlike the king's wife, is kind of paying attention to this conversation. It seems like she almost kind of overhears. Yeah, it's just, it seems like she noticed what, what they were talking about. Right, like a possible C-section. Yeah. Like, that's going to be the end for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, she knows. So it turns out she kind of, we don't see it, but it seems like she somehow sneaked out of the bed, kind of got away from all of the handmaids there, got away from Damon. She went down to her dragon, to Vagar, and she did exactly like she said she wanted to do. She wanted to die a dragon rider's death. She fucking power walked through, which I'm sure that must have been painful, just like Raynar at the beginning of the yeah, episode. Yeah, I was going to say, you know I mean? both of them, badass yeah. scenes. Fucking seriously, yeah, seriously. Uh... Ends up having to ask a bunch of times, begging Vega kind of to Jakaris yeah. me, Jakaris me. Yeah, you know it I mean? seems like he knew, you know, you could tell that he's like, I, I don't want to. You right. Know? But I, I think it just, he can tell that she's also in a shit ton of pain. So, yeah. yeah I, so now he's a free agent. He's a free agent. Yeah. And like we mentioned, Lena sprinkled the little tidbits to her daughter that she might have to claim a dragon herself. We know that Lena didn't have Vega all the way. She claimed Vega. Yep. Like you just said, Seth. 
they guys on the market now, so a little bit of karma too for uh, Damon, even though I'm a huge fan of him. You know, yeah, kind of yeah. talk shit about the king for a day, and then he's basically faced with the exact same situation: lose my kid or my wife. So, yeah, wins a blues in both, just like the king did. Yeah, has a blues in both. Yeah, the uh, the Vagar ends up, you know, burning her up and stuff. I think it snaps him back a little bit. Yeah, a little yeah, back to reality. He certainly did not. I don't think he signed up to have uh, himself be the father of two, uh, single father of two daughters. Yeah, no. Now that's the handiest guy. You definitely know what not. I mean? Definitely not. Tough. Doesn't seem like the him. type to fit the role either. No, no, I don't <laughs> think so. I think he's going to be looking for uh, for some help real quick. Yeah, you know what I mean? Hundred percent. Um, from there we go to Sir Harwin. Sir Harwin Strong. He is heading to Harren Hall, like we found out. So he is going to go say bye. He's going to go say bye to Reynara. Another cold goodbye, like we've mentioned, no no real goodbyes in the show. And also because they're not technically supposed to be together or anything like that, they can't really have that goodbye. But you can tell he's saying goodbye to the boys, too. You know, it's very sentimental. The boys look sad. Yeah. You can tell they spent a lot of time together in this 10-year skip. That- At first, I thought they knew that he was their dad for a reason. Because he's kind of like giving him the, he's got him under the chin, like, yeah. you know, chin up. And I'm like, oh, do they like know that this is their dad? And then, you know, yeah, obviously. Well, Sir Hovins, you know, says goodbye. He, he leaves. And then Jaceris follows him out, and he even asks. He asks Reynara, he goes, is Sir Holland my dad? Am I a bastard? Right. And she says, you're a Targaryen. That's all that matters. Right. Which is fucking true that, you know Which I mean? is translation to yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Very, very uh, true. I'm telling you without telling you. Very, very true. But it seemed like Sir Holland was a pretty good dad, it seemed like, because obviously we saw the training scene. He was taking care of the boys, and now the boys look pretty sad to see him go, you know what I mean? So he's probably being a pretty good dude. Um... But then we find out Reynara, after saying goodbye to her, her, her lover, her boy, she's going to go down to her husband, Lenor. He's uh, in the training grounds fighting with his, his new pal, Carl with a Q. I know it's by, I love the subtitles. Carl with a Q. Is it Carl with a Q? Carl with a Q, yeah. All right. Total asshole huh. move. <laughs> total, total asshole move. Carl with a Q. Um, but she says, hey, Lenor, you know, uh, my, my hubby's out of here. My real hubby, he's out of here. I've been made a joke of. Basically, they're all laughing at me behind my back at court and shit like that. Yeah, it says that she's been, like, leaking it, basically. Yep. Allison's been leaking it into the city. Yep, yep. Spreading rumors and shit like that. It's yep. time for us to get the fuck out of here, too. We're going to Dragonstone. And Lena's like, what the fuck? I can't go to fight on the Stepstones and I have to leave. But she's like, you know what? Bring Carl the Q. Yeah, bring Carl the Q can come. I like that, though, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, and you know he was—he liked it too. He right yeah. away was like, "Oh yay, yeah. yippee!" Okay, like, keep him happy. It's not all like bad. she said, we're gonna need as many swords as we can get. Like, yep. she, so obviously we know something's coming up, you know. So yep. And also, I think that, like she mentioned earlier, she's kept her agreement to him that they had because they were in from the beginning, from the jump, they were together in this. Right. Neither of them were their first options. Correct. They both have their own their own tastes, their own yeah. dishes that they like to dine on. Right. So. Let's just get married for the sake of our families to do our duty and let's live our lives the way we want to. She's kept up that part of the deal this whole time. She knows he wants to leave. So she's like, all right, I know you're upset a little bit. Keep your new play to it. Yeah, exactly. You know I, mean? I will say, though, that the uh, the Lady Rainer's death opens the door for some uh, some incest, which I was pulling for heavily. It sure does. Uh, we're it back. Sure does. And where's she heading? To Dragons. We're back, baby. And like we mentioned, go. we know that he's going to be trying to get back. You know, he's not going to be staying in Pentos now with two girls by himself. Right, exactly. So, I yeah, might be heading to Dragonstone himself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All the, all the family can be back together now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Lano's going to be... I thought, I thought the dream had died a couple episodes ago. I was like, nah, oh, the dream's alive and well. It's alive right. and well. 
Uh, and then we go to our closing scene, a pretty wild little closing scene here. We have Clubfoot. He's given a little monologue. And we see that Lord Strong and Sir Harwin have made it to Harrenhal. But as soon as they pretty much do, they're going to get murdered. That's the deed that he hired these guys for. He took their tongues so that he could never be blamed for it, basically. Great move, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, murders his own father and his own brother. Fucking brutal. Ruthless. Um, we also see a couple other glimpses of things. Raynara actually does arrive at Dragonstone. They all kind of look up at it, which is a cool little thing. The king, they show the king. He looks worse than he's looked yet. He's like so grossly pale and sick as shit. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Did they ever tell us what, what's going on with him? I, it's just like, I would imagine it's like a skin, like a massive skin. Like leprosy disease. or something? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I couldn't think of the name of it, but that's in my head yeah. exactly what I was thinking of. That's yes. the, yeah, because they never really say it. It's, I don't think it's grayscale. Yeah, no, like, no, no, skin's no. flaking. Because obviously oh. he's like, it's it's not grayscale for tons of reasons, mainly being he's been touching people like crazy. He's yeah, that's true. That's true. Right, right. Him and Rainara kissed on the, like, actually it seemed like him and Rainara definitely have gotten closer in this 10-year window. They've seen more, uh, like, she gives him a kiss on the cheek and stuff like that. Yeah, it seems like, well, I think Rainara, like Allison's saying, she doesn't, Rainara's kind of cornered, so yeah, she yeah, needs as much influence with the king as possible. Right. You might know? be right, it would be right. Um, but we see that Clubfoot is basically doing this whole little monologue to Allison. He's telling her uh, the, the little deed that he's done, and Allison's like, Bro, what the hell? I didn't tell you to fucking do that. I didn't tell you to kill your brother and your, your dad. She's horrified. Yeah, and he's like, mm, you might not have told me, but you told me. And he's like, don't worry about it. When the time comes, I'm sure you'll reward me. It's just like, this motherfucker. Peter Baelish, little thing of 2.0, for real. Scheming. Oh, maybe more ruthless, though. Like, yeah, I was going to say, more, definitely more ruthless. Killed the dad and the brother. Burned them, too. Yeah, cutting burned, tongues out to, yeah, to solidify that it's burned, not going back I mean, he him. burned Harrenhal, right? The castle. So, like, that whole castle yeah, yeah. is burned up. That's it, I, yeah. I mean, so, Harrenhal is already, that's what, like, turned it into the ghost town it was, was that Aegon straight up lit it up. That's why it looks all, all beat up. All okay. and stuff is because Aegon yeah, straight up lit I mean, it up. Like I said, I don't like Clubfoot at all, but you got to tip your cap to the ruthlessness. Uh, I mean, yeah, man. I was like, he just Jesus. put himself in a position now. He's Allison's fucking right-hand man. Because now... He's, like, cornered her in, kind of. Exactly. I was just going to yeah. say, now he's got almost kind of, like, blackmail on her. Yeah. He's like, well, I fucking killed Sir Strong, the hand of the king, for you. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. He actually also mentions, uh, hey, you're going to call your father now? So we got a good shot that Otto's going to be back into the fold. We saw as much as in the preview for next week. So yep. Otto's back. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's, I mean, he's doing her a big favor, but... Definitely. Took care of the hand. You know what I mean? Bringing Took care of Sir Strong. For... Yeah. yeah, like you said though, now the door is real open for Rainara and Damon. You know what I I'm mean? I'm all in, I'm all in on that. The door is wide open. He's gonna bring Lainor, his two nieces, so I'm sure he'll be happy about that. They're gonna be able to meet uh, Rainara's two kids. It seems like uh, the door is open. Yeah, it should be a good one next week. I mean, the previews look the good. The preview looks like yeah. shit about to pop yeah. off. Yeah, uh, shit looks like it's about to pop off. But strong episode overall, I would say. Definitely yeah, I, a good I'd one. say so too. Probably one of my, like you said, sort of setting it up for the big battle coming up. You know, yep. one of my more likable episodes. You know that. I've, yeah, I would say it was definitely toward the top for me as well. Yeah, very game. Like this was the definition of a Thronesy episode. You know, what right, I'm right, right. Yeah, From a freaking jerking off out of windows to fucking yeah, jerking <laughs> off out of windows. You had to burning. do that kind of episode with a ten year jump too. You know, you can't just go right into. 
Yeah, yeah, actually, right, and all right, that. Right, like right. you got to set up the pieces with yeah. It was like all these added new characters, like a reset almost, yeah. like another pilot, like midway through the season where it was like, all right, like this is what's happened. This is this is where everybody's at right now. This is sort of the chessboard and where we're at, and this is where we're going from yep. here. So, yep. Big episode for Allison, I would say. She had a real strong episode this one. She's shown that in this ten year jump, she really stepped her game up. Yes. She learned to play the game. She's starting to get her own soldiers in line. She's starting to kind of give the orders and stuff now. I think that wedding kind of. Daddy. I think the wedding changed her. Yeah. Oh, I was. I was just gonna say. It like, seems like the wedding kind of yeah. woke it's her like up. That was her first bit. sort of like her starting to show like yeah. she's coming into her own. And then you take the ten year jump, and it's like, all right, she has come into. She's just own. be getting smarter think, and what you know wiser. Yeah. Next 10 I years. think a big thing too was the fact that her her belief in Reynaldo telling her the truth and her belief. In that friendship directly led to her father basically being escorted out and kind of lost his job, kind of got yeah. some, you know black marks on his name, sort of yeah. from that. And it's all because her friend lied, you know what I right. mean? Yeah. So I think that kind of really fucking grinds her gears, you know. What I, I think mean? that pushed- she was made to look like the fool for believing her. Right, yeah, drove drove a wedge in between her and uh, Allison, you know, yeah. or her and Rainera a little bit, and then in in doing that, believing her friend, she also, like you said, loses her biggest ally and her father, probably her biggest protector too, right? Because yeah. he's, you know, he would have been impartial to her. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think you're you're right on that, you know. Yeah. Doors open for him to come back in now, like you said. Definitely gonna see him coming in. She's obviously Cole is a very loyal follower now. She's got him in his pocket. She's got the club foot. She's starting to she's starting to develop some pieces here. Yeah. She's Problem is, is her kids suck. Her daughter's a fucking weirdo. Amon doesn't have an egg, and Aegon's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode, right? Anything else? On that yeah, no good. I mean, it's two out of the three. Like Lord of the Rings and uh, Game of Thrones, they they got some serious. I mean, House of the Dragon, they have some serious steam right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, seems like they're both on the same path. Where the next couple episodes are, about yeah, to it seems like they're like lining up time wise. Yeah, time yeah line right, wise. They're side by yeah, side. Like, and you know, like yeah. I said, there's one. And so what do we got? I think I don't know how many we got of Game. Or uh, excuse so me, this was six. We have seven, eight, nine, and ten. So, so four, four of, and then three for Rings of Power. Okay, all right. Four and three. We're coming to an end here, man. We're coming yeah. to an end. And when that happens, boy, this show, this podcast is going to look very, very different when we're not, you know, recapping three shows a week. We're going to have a lot more time to kind of let our hair down and open for him. And, yeah. yeah. Have you in the talk fucking Batman, something dumb like that. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, we'll, we'll bring Roger yeah, we'll back. Yeah, we'll be here. Yeah, yeah, Roger, Rogers will be here. Yeah. Right. He'll be Don't producing. Don't worry about us. We'll be in our bat caves. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that's going to be wrapping it up for us today for our episode I hope you guys all enjoyed it Uh, as always please 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 share this around tell all your friends tell your family anybody who's into this kind of stuff share it around because the only way this show is going to keep getting bigger is with more eyeballs and that's where I need your guys' help so please share subscribe to the channels leave a review leave a comment show some love all that stuff really means a lot it helps uh, thank you to Mr. Seth for filling in on the ones and twos today. Did a great job, sir. First real show on the ones and twos. The Cobra Kai was a little little easier than this, I imagine, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I was trying not to listen to because now I'm watching Cobra Kai, and that's why I didn't want to produce the last one. I just I'm actually into the show now, so love to hear that. Trying not to listen. Never mad to, to hear someone's in the Cobra yeah. Kai. But yeah, it's good being here. Yeah, good to have you. Couldn't have done it without you. And then to Mr. Ledoux, thank you for coming back. Having you, you boys again. having me on. Yep. Awesome Smash that like button, hit subscribe, baby. That's you know right. the deal. And we'll have you back in the future, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yes? Absolutely. I'd love to. Awesome. All right. That's going to wrap it up for us today, guys. Happy watching, and we'll see you soon.